everybody. Welcome to 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. We are your hosts, Sanch. And Renata. And this is our memory stroll. No, not memory stroll. Lane. I don't know. All I know is that we love the 80s and we love... We're constantly always talking about it. So we thought we'd get into... Uh, we thought we'd start a podcast and uh, talk about the 80s. But one thing we... You should tell them, like, uh, you know, your age. But then they're going to be like, you weren't born in the 80s. So tell them... How the 80s are in your life. Because this is really the intro episode. So people want to... Why well, I said that weird? <laughs> uh, people want to know, like, 80s, like, your life. Like, how, is, how did 80s come into your life if you weren't even an 80s baby? So go for it. All right. Well, I'm 20 years old. And you're probably oh. saying, you were a 90s baby, Renata. Why are you even talking about this? You technically aren't a 90s baby. You were technically early to. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Yo, it's your boy 7Cs from the Noir 15 Allcast. And uh, yeah, I just got to drop a message real quick to, to the fellas, Freddie and Santos from 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. Probably the worst uh, podcasters I've ever done a show with. And they're so bad that I have to constantly tell everyone... To make sure to check out their show. Because. Being real. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh. Because no. Nah, honestly man. These are some of the best dudes. You could ever listen to. Congratulations on 200 episodes man. And keep doing your thing. And uh, I can't wait till we uh, collab some more. So. Shout out to these guys. Definitely listen to them. And. Uh, There's some love from uh, Chi-Town. So. Peace out. God bless. Hey guys. It's Mike from Tencent Takes. And Jessica. We just wanted to pop in for a minute and say congratulations on hitting 200 episodes. Even though, you know, you guys were the worst guests ever. You know, you completely overshadowed us with your charm. Come on now, guys. Just completely stole the spotlight? How dare you. Made us look bad. Absolutely. We are trash goblins, but you made us look worse somehow. (laughs) (laughs) So we just wanted to say congratulations on 200 episodes. That is huge. It's amazing. We are just so honored that you wanted us to be here. And in awe, honestly. You guys are great. Thanks for having us. Honestly, you guys are great. Congratulations. And to 200 more episodes. Honestly, I'd listen to them all. Same Z's. Hey, what's up? This is Leo from Movies on Weed. Um, just want to say congrats on hitting 200. Hi, Hi, Santos. We had a great time recording the License to Drive episode with you, although it would have been better with the star of your show, Freddie. We know Efron was really upset because we couldn't settle on a date to record with him, so he was forced to do your show instead. Anyway, vote vote for for Pedro. Pedro to be the next guest on Designated Quizzers Podcast. Hey guys from the 88 miles per hour podcast. What's up man? Long time no see. Hey guys, uh, I want to just tell you guys right off the bat, right off the bat, no 88 miles per hour podcast, no all aboard podcast. Seriously, uh, as you guys know, we've talked over the years now and uh, I used to listen to your guys' show way back in the day and several years later started a Disney podcast. Obviously you guys get on the DeLorean, you guys take it back in time talk about that time get back in the delorean take it back to the future all that jazz awesome premise loved it couldn't get enough uh then it was time to start my podcast 
and I thought, um, what better way? You know, I pay, pay tribute. I give you guys credit. Uh, we get in the the railroad, uh, the Disneyland railroad. We take it to different attractions. Talk about those attractions. Uh, well, one per episode, and then we get back in the uh, railroad. We take it back to Main Street, park it for the you know until the next week. So seriously, I know we talked about this. Um, I do want to thank you guys for uh, inviting me onto your show. You know, that was a terrible time. <laughs> talked about Tombstone, the worst movie ever. I don't know whose idea that was. Just kidding, guys. It was not the worst time ever. It was actually one of the best times ever. Uh, and also, that led to, you know, just certain things. I know you guys had Michael Cavallari on there. I, I, I talked to him. He was on our show. It was kind of a cool little networking thing. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you, guys. From the All Aboard podcast, thanks for having the idea, because seriously, I don't know if I would have had that in me had I not listened to your guys' show and kind of stole your idea. I did. I did. And credit well, credit's due, guys. And I loved seeing the progression over the years from your guys' show from then, but way back when. Uh, I think you guys started in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Here it is, 10 years later, still going strong. And uh, I want to see another 10 years out of you guys. And it's uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of all I have to say about that. That's my Forrest Gump. Sorry, I'm breathing so heavily. I do apologize for that. And um, thanks, guys. Just keep it up and uh, hope to work with you guys again soon. All right. Later, 88 miles per hour podcast. Reach out and break wrist. Yeah, I, th- I thought about I thought about coming out with that single, my new version of personal <laughs> wrist break, <laughs> a broken wrist <laughs> instead a of a broken, broken wrist. Frame. Exactly right. <laughs> I just can't break enough. I just can't. Break enough. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, I, I already oh. hit record just to be safe. I'm on. Uh, oh, okay. Well, oh. let's 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 start the introduction. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome back to another special edition episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. That's right, this episode is special because we have hit episode 200, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Woo! Yeah, Yeah, that's right. 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast has traveled from 88 miles to 200 miles because this is the 200th episode. That's right. As always, ladies and gentlemen, I am Santos Medrano and I am joined by... Freddy Morales, ¿cómo están la gente? And this episode, we have ourselves a special guest, returning guest. That's right, he makes his return. But this time, he is joining us to revisit a film. That's right, everybody. Let's say hello to Mr. Efren Ramirez right yeah. here. Yeah, woohoo, orale. Wasn't I on episode uh, 199? I, yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> I would have said 101, eh? Ah, mira muy de patch mode. Ah, yeah. Reference. <laughs> Hey, wow. Yeah, and then wow. just kind of let you guys know how what happened to me. I was, I, you know, people ask me, did you fall on stage, Freddie? Yeah, you, what the hell happened? happened? You know, did you? No, I actually was cleaning my kitchen, listening to a Juan Gabriel record, and I was dancing, and then I fucking, <laughs> I slipped. Are you serious? That's all it was? You fell? Yes, bro. Can you believe that? And fucking you fell. I, I'm, I, like, I, I'm just saying, he goes, Yo no nací para Yo no nací para Hey, Juan Gabriel <laughs> fell off the stage toward the end of his career. Remember that? Yeah, he was he dancing, not that, and then he fucking fell back. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, 
Wow. That, that's kind of like the way I felt. Dude. Yeah. But I, I, <laughs> Same I did, song and all, right? <laughs> exactly. I had that Juan Graviel fall, bro, and it broke my wrist. First time that I break my wrist, you guys, because I try to I tried to control the fall and I just landed. And sure enough, man, I live close to the general hospital because I live in Lincoln Heights. And let me tell you something. I thought I was going to be there for hours, days, months. I don't know because of this healthcare system that we got going, but I was very impressed. I was treated within four hours. I went in there, you know, and signed up and did all these legal documents of, you know, for insurance and all that. And, and I just got to say, thanks to all the staff there were, at the general were, hospital. Were you embarrassed because the doctors are be like, all right, so what happened? They're going to ask you, were you like, was me and like, I was dancing. No, I was, I was like, I know I'm, I'm trying there. to make it right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I was, uh, I was fighting off some bad guys, you know. Yeah, you know, these cholos ran over my my house, and I, yeah. I tried to fight them, and then they hit me. And no, no, dude. You know, most of accidents and people who are in in serious happen in your house. Yeah, that's true. my dad. Uh, God rest his soul. He he fell and broke his hip in the back. You know, in his little dungeon there. And uh, who else? I've had other relatives who have had major, you know, breaks in in, in the house. So I've yeah. been, I'm, I'm very, very careful, especially, you know, being a performer on stage, you know, the stage is dark and all that. I've had, I've had some close calls, but yeah, in the house, in La Casa. Yeah. What about Ephraim? Have you ever hurt yourself bad? Like broken something as a kid yeah. growing up and all that? Yes. Would you I break? Have, I have broken my heart. Ah, Mr. Heartbreaker over here. I. I've had, that, I've had that several times too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Same here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's right, it, man. well, well let, let's get into the revisit. So for this yes. film, we decided something different with the last time we had Ephraim on, we, you know, we just interviewed him. We talked about, asked all these questions this time we're going to do revisit, but because he's our guest, we allowed him to pick the film. So for this re revisit, we're going back in time to revisit gremlins. So what made you pick gremlins? Yes. Well, first of all, it was a film in the 80s. And I think um, in the 80s, there are many films that became our favorites besides mm -hmm. Terminator, Star Wars, um, and just to name a few. Back to the right. Before. So many of them. Yes. Anything by John Hughes, anything by John Hughes and anything by John Hughes. <laughs> right. Um, but they really brought out some great comedic films. Um, and I wanted to pick something that was not only comedic, but also in the realm of Steven Spielberg, because he goes around doing adventurous films where, where all characters go with some kind of curiosity into some, some surreal moment, because he's known for stuff like that. Um, so I, I know he didn't direct it, but I know he, he, he executive produced it. Um, and I picked Gremlins as a comedy because <laughs> having to accept the fact that there's a little creature that you have to follow these specific rules and mm -hmm. break them, all hell breaks loose. I thought, so is that the premise? Because <laughs> you go, I mean, the rules are you can't feed them after 10 o'clock. Right. Thought, like, you know, when you're a little kid, you just got to... You want to know the rules so that you can go, let's see what happens in this movie. But reality is, it's 10 o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. Uh, and the, the other rule is, you can't get them wet, right? 
Right. You mm. remember it takes place in a place where it's it's around Christmas time and it's snowing. Right. So uh, seriously, <laughs> it, like, like keep like, him inside. That's it. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah. Are, How uh, fun is it for that guy just to stay there and also the light? Yeah. Exposure to bright lights. Bright so light and sunlight kills him. Sunlight kills him. So you had three things to to take care of, like to the rules. You know, yeah. it's like when you have a dog. You got to feed him. You got to pick up his poop. You got to. But this is a this is a gremlin. This is much more of a. And you got to be <laughs> on top of it. You know. So, you know, when you when they when you make a film like that and you have to follow those rules, I go, this is ridiculous. But I'm a buy. I'm gonna buy into this and let's see what happens. So, and it's great because, I mean, there's so much to it. There's there's uh, once first of all, his father is an inventor. He yeah. all these. <laughs> crazy gadgets and gizmos so speaking of gizmo i mean that's his name gizmo yeah so, yes, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um and uh and, and i mean from a coffee machine to uh to an orange juice uh maker there's a i think there's a i don't know how long ago you have seen it but um there's a, there's a moment when when the son the main guy he's making he's trying to make um scrambled eggs but he's got this whole machine the whole contraption about eggs I'm like, dude, just, just go, we'll just crack the egg and put it and cook it, man. Yeah, just all, right. That's right. it. <laughs> exactly. And then he also invented this travel travel piece <laughs> where you had a toothpaste, you had a razor, and you had, you know, it's like, but yeah, it's crazy. The inventions that he had, he also had a coffee maker when you can just make instant coffee. You and, know? And, and nothing works. Like, what no. was the point? The, what, like, see, that's the thing. You know for a fact, if that were legit today and you had, like, your dad make all this shit in the house and if it didn't work the first time, you know, your mom would have been like, hey, hey, tia, so go buy a fucking microwave. Make it work because nothing worked for the guy. Oh, orange juice. When it, it flew all over the place, the little kid goes, he's like, oh, I thought he fixed it. So that means it's happened before the massive mess of orange juice. Why would you keep it there? I know they're trying to be like, oh, it's your father. It's invention. But yeah, right. You know, for a fact, any family would have been like, fuck it. The first time it broke, you're not going to want to use it. Let's just go buy an orange Can you juice. Imagine maker. a Latino family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is that you see that they supported their father the wife she didn't she tried it there was a, this this love communication with them it was a good family and they supported the dad the dad would go and run off on the conventions to try try to sell his inventions you know yeah and, he had to make the money yeah he had to make the he had to make the dinero you know i mean for me i watched this this movie came out in 1984 i was 14 when it came out i actually got to see it in a movie theater <laughs> And uh, I think I went with my brother. I went out with my brother a lot during that time. And of course, our parents and I don't know my parents, my our parents. But we see where I lived in Southgate, we had this awesome movie theater that they would play two movies in matinee, you know, and that was one of them. So uh, during the day, we would just, OK, mom, I, I love them. OK, be home by dinner. And, you know, it cost us what? 50 cents to get in back in the day, a dollar to get in, <laughs> 50 you know? cents? What is this, the 50s, bro? Damn, really? <laughs> no, 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 they had these special, you know, dude, we're talking about the 80s, bro. You yeah, know, it's like, I guess. You know, now it's like $35 oh, yeah, right. to go see a movie, you know? It's like 50 bucks. And, and um, you know, it, I, I enjoyed that experience as a kid. And this movie brought, I mean, I just recently just... Re still refresh in my in my memory right now because I just seen it like last night, yeah. and um, it brought back so many memories. It's such a fun movie, you know. It's it's 
It's a ho- it's a holiday movie. It's got fantasy. It's got mystery. It's got thriller, comedy, and horror all in one. But it's a dark film. If you think it is for an '80s movie, like it's a fantasy fun Spielberg. But this is in the level of Poltergeist because it is dark. Like you know, fucking the the science teacher dies. They stab him in the butt with the the syringe. Like, dude, right? Uh, and there's and then there's a there's a scene where one of the gremlins grabs a gun. You know, it's yeah. like shooting. There's, it's very violent. I, I didn't realize how violent. It Dude, was. they like, killed the grandma, the old lady, the evil I, lady. I, the I, that's right. I, I gotta ask you guys: Is that where po- uh, Pulp Fiction came from? Is that where Quentin Tarantino got his influence from? You know, like when you see the when you see all the gremlins in the bar, and Phoebe Cates is like giving them drinks, and he's got a gun, and everyone's just all they, they're dark and in the world, and you go, hmm, maybe Quentin Quentin Tarantino he was like influenced by that, you know. I think so. Like I mean, all the darkness, <laughs> all the right, violence. That, right. That bar scene was amazing when they're in that bar and they're all just getting, you see all the characters of these gremlins with like bad personalities. I mean, it's just, I, I was like, there's more of the bad gremlins than, than, than the gizmo. Gizmo was very cute. By the way, I love gizmo. He's such a cute little guy. You know, it's like, yeah. And, um, but yeah, but there's that one gremlin, the guy with like, like little Mohawk, the little white stripe that he had. Yeah. Stripe. Yeah, stripe. Yeah, he was the main. Uh, yeah, he he's like technically like the leader of of the gremlins. He was the one in charge. Right, like, right, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a very good movie. I mean, look back in the day. That, I gotta say, how about that mom? When I, let me first, I gotta ask you guys: Did yeah. this movie come out before Terminator? Yeah, I, yes, it did. Um, okay. Oh, Right, we gotta, we gotta research that. Well, Terminator, we I believe, was also eighty four. Yes, it was eighty four. You're right. It was that yeah. was a great year for movies, you guys. Eighty four in the yeah. 80s? Terminator was nineteen eighty four, yes. but so yeah, same so year. It was so he's saying in the same year. It was what maybe there was Conan. There was there was Terminator. There was Ghostbusters. There was Break In. Yeah, well, like, it looks. It looks like this movie was released in the summer, so June eighth of nineteen eighty four, from what I see. Wow! Was released, yeah. So I think ter- Terminator. Yeah, must Terminator have been was later was October. Yeah, so okay. that was a more of a. The, the reason why I present this thought is because remember the moment when the mom is is skeptical about what's going on in the house. And yeah. She, she grabs the knife as she's making her her her, her cookies, right? And she walks around and she starts biting these gremlins. She goes to the kitchen and she's, yeah. she's got two oh, knives. She's she's like Sarah Connor, right? Oh hell yeah. Yes, yeah, she is. She <laughs> took like, a beating with them. Mom, right? Yeah. And like she doesn't run out of the house. She no. bites them and you go, uh, all right. But yeah, so yeah, so the reason why that happened was, you know, they were, they were being controlled, you know, uh uh you know, um Gizmo ended up getting you know, water. And then from there, all these other ones started popping up. And, uh, and then what happened, like you said, they ended up being, being fed, but they tricked, they tricked, um, the Billy. Yeah. They, they, they cut the wire from the, from the, uh, clock. So he thought he wasn't, he wasn't, he was feeding them before midnight and it turned out that he fed them after. And that's why they ended up getting all crazy. And then they, they ended up being these cocoons, which made yeah. them bigger and evil. See, but that, that, that is that going back on, on the point of what Ephraim said, cause that's true. Like the mom is by herself at the house, right? Right. She goes upstairs to the attic in which, 
you know, only in movies do kids live in attics and shit. No one fucking in real life. I never but had you, an attic. Right? I mean, I have, I have an attic here, but it, no spiders. I'm not. Okay, who's going to live up there? But she goes up there and she sees the cocoons all open. And she's like, oh, what the hell? And yeah, instead of like in real life, I mean, hell, my ass would have ran out. I'm like, hey, no, I'm, hey, I'm out of here. You know, she, she freaking stays in there and fights off. All these gremlins, minus Stripe because he escapes. But yeah, one she stabs him, cycle style. She puts one in the microwave. Like, dude, she yeah, Sarah, and then Sarah Connor, dude, buff. Yeah, you're right. The blender, right? right? And the, yeah, blender and the blender too. Yeah, that's when you started seeing. It was like, wow, this is a very dark movie. <laughs> and like... she, they were trying to hurt her and kill her. That's right. why it's like, dude, this is dark. For instance, like the teacher, the one that gets killed afterwards, the science teacher. At first, he's feeding a snickers bar to the gremlin underwards and, and uh, under the thing and he's like oh here you go see don't you feel better and out of nowhere you can hear like a crunch and he starts screaming because it's eating him i mean these gremlins are lethal like it, in the original script billy's mom dies there's a scene oh, where wow. her head what? gets chopped off and it's rolling down the stairs what yeah, it was dark another scene the gremlins all break into a mcdonald's and they eat everybody in there, but they don't touch any of the McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like wow. It, 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 it's just a much darker film. Uh, originally the script, because when Spielberg read the script, he loved it, but he wanted to change it up. And at that point with the original script, there was no mog. There was no gizmo. They were all the mog, the mogwais. They turn into gremlins and that's it. But Spielberg's the one that told the writer, Chris Columbus, who, who also, I believe directed uh home alone. Uh, he told him, hey, uh, you should rewrite it and have one of them not turn into a gremlin. That was Gizmo. So to have kind of like a little sidekick. So it really changed the dynamic. They toned down the violence, but it's still violent. I mean, the, I like that the, the 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 stupid rich lady dies because she gets her comeuppance. Like, all right, good, because she was evil, you know, but yeah, at she the was same just a bratty lady. Yeah. Very rude, cutting in line in the bank, trying to like. Because she Kill. was rich. She was so yeah. she could do what she wants. I have a lot of privileges. I'm rich. Yeah. Get out well, of the way. Who, I mean, I, I get Billy. We're supposed to love Billy and stuff. And we're supposed to hate this lady. But I mean, who takes their dog to work like that? Like, yeah, I, why I, would he want his dog? You know, I used to take my dog to work. I, lo I loved it. He was a night of my uh, Australian Shepherd, Sammy. But where? What was your job that you took him with you to? I was a uh, I was a film editor. I was like had my own you know. But the, the good thing about I had my own office. Exactly so right. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, I was like, but I get it. I was like, oh wow, he's like he's, <laughs> he's bringing under, his dog out of the bank. <laughs> yeah, in the tell like right there under the booth, the teller like it'd be different. Like where I work, the professors they they have dogs in their offices and stuff like that. But they have their own office here. You got a freaking dog under the teller. The dog's gonna have to take a dump at what point? You know, it's dogs fart and it, it stinks up. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy's like helping people and the, I don't know. I just thought it was let's weird. Admit, let's just admit the truth. You don't like dogs. <laughs> nah, no, he's a, he's a dog hater. Eh? Yeah, I like the cats. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like why why take a i i get for the story to like oh the dog attacks the lady and bites her arm whatever but at the same time like why would he even need to take his dog to work like his mom is at home a stay-at-home mom he, I, the dog could stay home there's no reason for him to take the dog to work well, that's the whole point that's how i guess when it used to work at the morgue um i would take my dog to work and one you day you worked at a morgue my dog was just gone you worked at <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. I know it's a rough life. 
Oh man. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was weird to see that that the the him taking the dog to work for no but reason. Remember, that's that's what makes it so silly and comedic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of right. like when we, you know, like talking about Back to the Future when Michael J. Fox has that ginormous speaker. You know. <laughs> yeah. And right. Go, yeah, that's a comedy. So in this case, I mean, think about it. Right. You can think about any bar in Boyle Heights and in a scene where you have all these gremlins in this bar and it's Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Oh, yeah. Dude, she all these like, gremlins. Yeah. The 80s. Like, I lo- like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> she, so, again, doesn't like, run out. And they're smoking too, and you're like, right? <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah. By the way, I had a, I think all of us who grew up in the '80s, we had a huge crush on her. Did, did you guys notice who was um, the vice president of the bank? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. the guy from the Beverly Hills. Cop, but who was in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yeah, with Phoebe Cates. Boom, Judge Reinhold. So Judge Reinhold was in Fast Times because he gets caught in the bathroom fantasizing about Phoebe Cates and she walks in on him. Yes. (laughs) And they work together again. They went down the line and they work together here. That's a great cast. I wonder if he had auditioned for the Billy role, you know? Yeah. I mean, unless he was a little bit too old, older, because he was a little bit older. Well, I mean, Billy was 21 and and, and he said he was in in the scene. 23, right? 23. I'm like, and he said he was the vice president of this bank. And they're God like, vice it. president at 23? Dude. Oh, yeah. How'd that happen? Right. <laughs> Seriously, what the hell? <laughs> I got, yeah, I got. Some, maybe some uh, privileges there we, you know, we don't, <laughs> and, <laughs> we don't know about. This yeah, tells I'm, us not, that- I'm not going to say any privileges. You know, maybe. Algo a lo mejor tenía connections. Well, it's there's that that scene where they when they're when this is like when the gremlins are are freaking wreaking havoc in the town both bb and billy i mean B- phoebe um what you call it what's what's her character's name i can't even think of her name right oh, now her name is kate kate there you go kate yes. and billy are running and they go into the bank and they see what's his name freaking judge reinhold's character whatever his name is and he's hiding in in the safe like and they're like oh i i locked myself in here he's like and they got the man the other guy they ate him like they, and it's like dude these gremlins like literally murdered people in this town like they're oh, wait. yeah and, and let's not forget Corey feldman was in this film yeah he was, was a pete. little pete the little kid the pete. yeah and if you're a breaking bad fan like i'm in I, i'm huge breaking fan of jonathan banks was the deputy brent i recognize like oh he was in this movie what, what was he, he was jonathan the, banks he was deputy brent he was uh the, the, the oh damn he was in this yes bro. i yeah, he was. That's, oh. a, that's a young Jonathan Banks. He's the guy who played, you know, the the from Breaking Bad. Yeah, he he played Mike in Breaking yeah. Bad. I didn't even know he was in this. Yeah, yeah. holy so, hell! Yeah, so you got to see a lot of like, you know, famous actors who we know now who are still, you know, doing things and still. Yeah, Dick Miller. He's been in a lot of films too. Well, he Dick Miller, Murray. because the guy who directed this, Joe Dante. If you go and look at all of Joe Dante's film. Dick Miller is in all of them. He yeah. always brings them on. He tends to like having like certain people in his films, and Dick Miller's one of them. He so if wow. you go watch like the Burbs and stuff like that, um, he's he's in them. Can you name a few films that he's directed? Joe Dante. Yeah. 
Well, the the Burbs is one of them. Uh, what is it? The uh, freaking I know he also did uh, Eerie Indiana. He helped uh, create that and did directed some episodes. He also did a segment in uh the Twilight Zone the movie. He did that oh. one. Um, I forget which segment he did. Um, yeah. but what what else? Uh, freaking older ones. I know he's like oh I don't know if you saw Looney Tunes back in action. He did that one. Um, no one really. That was like when it was he did. But also, I would have to oh inner space. Yes, and 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 matinee. I don't know if you guys. I, I remember watching that when I was in like the early nineties. It was with John Goodman, and he's like a director. So Joe Dante has this style, and when you watch his films, they kind of like Gremlins, where they have this seriousness but darkness to them. But it's like fantasy, inner space. If you watch that, you you like all these directors kind of have their style. Yeah, and yeah. He's one of them. If you watch his two, films, so. two more I want to throw at you. He did the Howling and yes, Piranha. yes. Wait, he did what? He did the Howling. He did and, the Howling. Yeah, nineteen eighty-one. Yeah. Wow. And he wow. also did the Twilight Zone, the movie, which you know we all know what happened in that film. There were two actors who, or it's actually an actor and two kids who ended up dying in that film because of the helicopter yeah. crashed. And so, but yeah, his, I mean, his segment is the one where, like, the the old people, where they're like old, and then some someone comes and they turn young, and they're all like kids. It's like a Peter Pan story. That's Joe Dante's segment. Right. Um, so his wasn't the one that he killed people, but that movie, there was one of the directors killed people. So yeah, uh, mm. amazing stories during the eighties. There was a series of 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 show. Oh, he, he's shaking it. Oh, so he knows. By, by, produced by Steven Spielberg. Exactly. Joe Dante directed one. Which one did he do? Um, I don't Maybe know which one he directed. Maybe the, huh? the one with the airplane with the uh, the wolf. Oh, I I love that one, dude. Oh yeah, and and the animator who at some point they had to land the plane and there was somebody on the on the bottom part of the plane and the tires wouldn't go down. So yeah, he really animated you know a vision of of being able to create these these tires who could land uh, 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 without without killing him and and that happens and then then other crazy is it, a lot of crazy other stuff happens in these amazing stories. So I was reading some of the things, like comments from people, and they're saying that the Grimless is the best described as the evil dead for kids. <laughs> because of the, you know, and by the way, it, it looked realistic. I mean, today's technology, I mean, now it's like, you know, digital effects and stuff, but it looked more realistic. It, did, it didn't look cheesy. I mean, I think we, because we got, you know, the 80s, uh, you know, well, facts were what you were talking about, like exactly what he said. It's like it's like Joe Dante directed it, and he's the one who did the howling. So those effects, yeah, are, are there's a sense of realism to that, that, mm -hmm. that there's a sense of quality to that, rather than replacing it with um, uh, uh, the computer effects that we now have. Um, it, Which it, to me looks yeah. more fake. Seriously, today's like I don't watch, I don't like today's horror movies. I think I the last horror movie I. I don't even know what was the last one, but I, if, if I can just I recall, I mean, you know, I look back and I'm like, wow, these movies like evil dead was very realistic looking, you know, um, you've got like the howling, you've got, uh, uh the, uh, American werewolf in London where he changes into the wolf that looked really realistic. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just really looked real to me. And today these movies just sound, it just looked too fantasy digital to me now. I don't think there has been a really good movie of of such caliber where where you're you're trying to do the natural effects again and see somebody turns into a creature or these creatures come to life without without any visual computer effects. 
Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, look, we got look. They're re, they're redoing the Exorcist is coming out again. Uh, can you believe how many times they've done that film? It's like, okay, can we stop that? And then there's another film too. It's it's about an exorcism too, and and uh, it's about a priest who did an exorcism. And I saw some of the effects. It's just let's just it's just I don't know. I can't get into them. I just so you want you want it to have the same effects as the Exorcist itself. Well, yeah, that looked, I mean, that's still frightening. It's still creepy. It just looks real, you know. Well, it, it's the it's the whole notion of practical effects because you you want to see if someone is like a creature or something, you want to know that someone sat in a chair and they applied everything on them and the stuff that's oozing out of them is actual liquid. You don't want where the person, when you see the creature, it's just in a computer. Someone designed it. Like you want the realism on there. Or the actors are, are are working with a green box with like green wires. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like no. You. That's what Freddie wants. Freddie wants to like. That's why we. The last episode we did was Superman, and how we talked about how today Superman, the guy he's on a green screen, whatever he's on a thing, and they're holding him up. Where Christopher Reeve was on wires, and they had the projection of in the background yeah. that shows the screen, so it gives it more of a realism of him flying. Now everything is done digitally there are there are some directors that are, are who grew up of what we love like that this these 80s generation who are like no i'm gonna try to do as much practical effects as possible i mean you Ephraim, you know the industry where it, it's obviously cheaper to create something in a computer than it is of course to hire this team and build everything so it's why studios tend to do that but there are some directors that have way more pool nowadays that say no i want practical i want more so like for instance like the mandalorian they're like hey no if there's a creature walking around we want an actual creature walking around it's not a computer they don't want to do that so it's like that's the upside like for the new evil dead Sam Raimi produced it. There's a new one coming coming out, really? and they're 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 putting in as much practical effects as possible because they want to also do it. Like, hey, when we made this movie, we we didn't have computer, we did practical, so we want to put as much practical effects in this film as we can for a horror film, so it feels scarier. And you know what? What going back to Gremlins. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's it just, <laughs> no, no, going but, somewhere else. no, no, but we're talking about special effects and all that. Yeah, of course. The, the gremlins look real. I mean, they yes. just look like real pets. Like, it, you know, I was just, just rewatching. I was like, wow, you know, the movement, the eyes, the way they would maneuver the puppet or however they did it. It just looks so real, you know, like you can just fall into and say, I want to get a gremlin, <laughs> you know, as a pet. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. when when the when Spike dies at the end, remember when he's putting his finger yes. in the fountain, and yeah. then they 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 you know the car goes, falls him, and he basically dies. Yeah. When he comes out, he's oozing. He's like, that's a real thing there that they're filming. It's it's real. It's not CG. Like I know they they've been trying to do a third Gremlins for a while, wow. and there's there there's there's a possibility that one might come. Uh, but if they do it, I know. The team behind it, who are because it's the people, the same peeps from Gremlin, said, "Look, if we do it, we want real Gremlins. We are not going to do computer Gremlins. We want real Gremlins. So, but it's going to be based on the studio. I know there's an animated series. It's the history of where Gizmo came from. That's going to be released. I think it might be on Disney Plus. I'm not sure. So, if oh, this is a hit, huh? Wow. Oh, yeah. So, if this is a hit." then it's we're gonna get the movie but if this fails 
it, the studio is just going to see it as in, there's no interest in this, so we're not going to move forward. So <laughs> if there's a third Gremlin movie, who would direct it? Just imagine what it would be like if it was directed by Martin Scorsese. Oh shit. <laughs> You'd have Definitely. mob griblins, right? Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm down for that. Some mob and and taking over Las Vegas. Yeah, there you go. Right, the That'd the mob they 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 broke into somewhere, right? The mob and they stole something. They don't know what they get. They think it's worth millions. When they open it up, they realize it's Gizmo, and they're like, "The hell, what is this?" And then so that's when like one of the guys accidentally drops a drink, and then they turn into no, it. They so, yeah, give, they give him a drink. Se pone pedo. <laughs> And then he starts popping up all the moms, uh, mobster uh, gremlins now. That'd yeah, be great. gremlins. Hey, we're writing our own script here, buddy. Can they confuse? <laughs> can they confuse Joe Pesci for a gremlin? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, that'll be great. That'll be. Oh great. man. Okay, I right, want to see that version. Let's go with um, Quentin Tarantino doing gremlins. Oh, that'll be good. like a right. Yeah. That let that be his last film. He said he's only doing ten movies. Let Gremlins three be the last movie he makes. I think it'd be great. One, that there'd be a lot of dialogue between the Gremlins. <laughs> there'd be a lot yeah. of talking. <laughs> it would have to be a lot of good dialogue for between those two Gremlins. The Gremlins, yes. Now, what was your uh, what's your favorite scene of this movie? There's so many to choose. Yeah, your friend. <laughs> I think. I mean, it's just so. It's just so much. First of all, like uh, uh, I didn't realize it was Corey Feldman who was dressed up as a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, because he, as he delivers the tree to to Billy's house, doesn't knock. He just gonna say he just enters. All right, tree delivery. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> right. If I had done that, I'd probably get shot. Yeah, sir. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Like, who the hell is this in my house? Exactly, uh, especially in the la Latino hood. ¿Quién es este güey? Dale un paso, uh, dale. Paz. Right? Because, you know, as Latinos, we don't like to open the door for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> We're always picking out who's looking. You know, who's looking. Here's the other thing. When the professor, he's a high school teacher, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, I think I'm about done finishing working for today. And you look at the clock behind him, and it's 2.30 in the morning. Really? I know. Really? I was like, damn, you're really into your projects. 2 30 in the morning. Damn. Obviously, he didn't have a wife or kids. <laughs> right? Or a pet. He didn't have any pets. <laughs> and, and if you're eating your food, aren't you going to take it with you? Like, he literally leaves it sound. He takes a bite out of it and goes, well, I guess it's time to go home. And um, then he grabs the chips and leaves. That's what he yeah. said. He, he took the chips. Who made his sandwich? The, the 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 mogwai at the time but i mean that's why like all these people make these little mistakes that it's like I, if i'm like done i'm gonna take my sandwich i'm gonna eat it on the drive home i'm not gonna leave it but no for some reason he decided to leave his, his sandwich and then we get a a freaking gremlin my mother taught me to always you know eat your plate and don't leave anything on your plate you know so I don't yeah know. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how he was brought up yeah I just leave half a sandwich here and let this gremlin eat it you know? So, so Ephraim, so I know we, we usually, Freddie and I always talk about this uh, when it comes to films. When was the first time you saw this film? Was it like Freddie, where you, did you happen to see it in the theater? Or was it when it was on VHS or when it aired on TV when it was like a premiere? I I saw it with my grandpa. Oh, you saw it with oh, my grandpa? Nice. I saw it with my grandpa and, and it was my my twin brother and me and my older brothers went to go see ghostbusters oh <laughs> yeah because it came out the same weekend 
Yeah, and we wow. went. We went. We took the bus from Boyle Heights to downtown, and we saw it in downtown at the theater. Do you remember oh, what okay. theater in downtown? There's only a few. You had the Orpheum. You had the State. You had. Um, well, there's, I mean, several, and I remember because those film, those movie theaters would, would, uh, run the movie with Spanish subtitles. My mom, my father got rest. So would take my mom to go see those movies. And that's how you would go and see these movies with Spanish subtitles. Wow. Yeah, bro. I got to see, um, well, we got to see ET at the Orpheum, which is still their beautiful theater. Now it's a live concert venue. Um, and yeah, we we my mom, my dad would take my mom to go see those movies, you know. Yeah. So she would read, she would watch the movie, and she would read the Spanish subtitles, and we were all happy. We all knew <laughs> what was going on, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that's I, I remember that, and I remember like the experience of just sitting down and being at the theater, but being at yeah. the theater because you're you're it's when you're a little kid being able to. To be with your with your with your grandparents, and you go off into an adventure where you're taking the bus, and then you're waiting in line to go to get a ticket, and then when you get a ticket, and you're like, "What am I gonna watch? Oh, I'm gonna watch Gremlins," and then you're sitting down there, and you're like, "It's your experience of actually watching a film, not at home, but like at the theater." And I think I think Gremlins, I, guys, I think it was probably my first film that I actually saw at the theater. Really? Wow! Look at that! Oh, damn! Yeah, maybe that's why I picked it. <laughs> so yeah. that it has that memory for you. That, that, that's awesome. Well, not only that, the experience with like when you walk into a movie theater and you smell that popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> that's pop look. You try to bring that popcorn scent at home, it's not the same. When you pop, when you popcorn, when you pop popcorn at your house, it smells different. It doesn't smell like it or it doesn't taste as good as a the movie theater popcorn, mm. you know. It's seriously, that's just my experience of going to the movies. And then you yeah. find your favorite, you know, soda pop, and then you're getting some chocolate or your gummies or whatever. That whole experience. Yeah, your hot dog, you know, or nachos at the time, you know. Hey, give me some nachos. Yeah. <laughs> or put some, hey, put some jalapenos on top of it, Holmes. Or if you went to a theater in East LA in Commerce, that's where I went when I was a kid, they had burritos. <laughs> wow, sold burritos in the theater. Damn. And then, oh. and then, hey, see that lady over there, Doña Maria? She's got tamales if she wants them. <laughs> right? <laughs> right outside. Hey, where'd you get that tamale? Oh, it's Doña Maria over there. Just, you know, keep it under, keep it under <laughs> the download, bro. <laughs> keep it on the download, eh? Right? She's got the red and, and the green sauce, man. She's like, <laughs> Did you guys ever go to the uh, the drive-in in El Monte? The El Monte? No, I the one I went to was right here in City of Industry at the at the Violin Drive-in. That's the one I went to. I went to the one in Paramount and still there. It, the Paramount Drive-in on uh, Imperial. No, it's on Rosecrans. Well, the, the where you saw your clothes, Freddie, the the Santa Fe Springs. Yeah, that one uh, used to be. I saw yeah. Karate Kid Part Two there. Did you really? Yeah, wow. I saw it there at the drive-in. 
Yeah, when I, I was I a do, kid. I do a pop up store moral where there now it's like a, a, a it's like a, it's just a swami. They got rid of the now. yeah, no more yeah. movies. But they have they have wow. they they they're making a lot. Of, that guy who he knew how to make that. Now it's a lot. They put a live stage there. I mean, they put a, a nice uh, entertainment. Now they yeah. have banda, famous banda bands playing their Saturdays. You know, but yeah. um. Yeah, the movie theater, the drive-in movie theater. Uh, I got to see Jaws at a movie theater. My dad took us there. Um, so many of them. It was a summer. I remember it was a summer and got to see Jaws in the big screen like that. Wh- which is the one that was in El Monte? What was the drive-in? Yeah, what was... Um, I don't know. I can't. I was so little. You know, um, I don't even know if it still exists. But it could have been the Santa Fe one. Yeah. No, actually, I just looked up. It says right here, El Monte Drive-In, Laura Zuzza Road, and Monte. It's like an old school like image of it. But yeah, it, they, they used to have a... They, there was a drive-in in El Monte. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's Holy like, hell. No, I never one. went to that one. But so, I, I dude, I like... It's just it's like that's the one thing I love like when when talking to Freddie and then Efren like we're we're all like the same we we all got to experience that because it's like my my kids my little ones I have a two year old a four year old uh they're never gonna experience the driving that they're gone the one that was over here in, in Pomona uh Mission Tiki they just closed down a year ago one hundred percent the violin that's gone too so it's like that sucks like there's this cool experience of just going in your car and watching a movie. Like that, that's gone. All these little kids aren't going to experience it. We got to experience driving the, the theaters. Like, like it's, it's all different. Now you're, it's like you're in a stadium. I understand that's much better seating wise, but there was something about the way the seating used to be back when where like kind of just like had this weird little arch, like, and watching the screen. It's just because it, it was film. Now all theaters are digital. But back when it was film and it was just cool seeing like the little like kind of like the hairs on the screen, like, you know, because of the way it's printed. I don't know. It's just an experience that I enjoyed. Going back to the last film. Now, I remember the last film I got to see was last. Was it last year? Yes. It was called a horror film called Smile. I was oh. invited. <laughs> and uh, did you see that, Efren? That movie? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was just I think it was much, it wasn't even scary. It was just com- really com- comedy horror. It was just so stupid. Like but, I, I don't really watch a lot of horror, but that scared me. <laughs> well, yeah, I saw man, it last week. That, right, right. <laughs> now, 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 now we're traumatized. Like, hey, that guy is smiling at me. Hey, you mean I'm killing me? Hey, no, no smile. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> I walked in the movie theater. I've never been in a movie theater where it's been filled. It's always like very, just very empty now, you know. And you, now, you not, yeah. Did you not go see Avatar? No, I didn't. No seats available. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I get to see, I mean, I got to see Avatar, the first one, but this one, I don't know. I wasn't, didn't catch my attention, really. Uh, somebody made over two hundred million dollars, and you're like, um, "All right, I'm gonna pay twenty bucks. Let me show me what two hundred million is." Okay, <laughs> right? Okay, thank you very much. And I paid twenty dollars for a popcorn and a drink. Well, the <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta put in tamales in the movie theaters. You're getting more of the Mexicans coming out to the movie theaters. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, now now you just sneak your shit in. No, yeah, you take in all your stuff. You're right. You just get tamales outside. Bring them well, inside. Now- well, well, now, they have, now they vegan, have alcohol. Vegan tamales, right? Vegan tamales. Right. Vegan there tamales, you go. Yeah. Now they have alcohol in the movie theater. Now they are like, oh, yeah. this, you know, all, you know, the VIP. I don't know. I mean, 
uh, you know, these movie theaters are so, I mean, I know they're trying to bring people in, you know, you got the leather seats, the comfy and they give the you recliners. Massage. Yeah. They recline. They give you a massage while you're, you know, they, they you know, have they, bidets in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> they want anything to get you in. Right. Yeah, But you know what? I'm, I, I'm glad that I was able to experience going to the movies in the eighties. Yeah. Every movie that I've seen from like Gremlins to like Beverly Hills cop to Terminator Halloween, um, you know, the, the evil uh, dead, all those movies, like you said, 84 was a great year for movies. I mean, Duran Duran released seven and ragged tiger. I mean, there's so much as a kid, so much going on without social media, you know, you would pick up a newspaper. I love your cat, black cat. Your friend's got a black cat. Look at her. Him. Is it he or she? Her. Her name and her? Yeah, Ah, Okay. I just I just uh saved the cat too. Her name is Stella. She's uh like a panda looking white and black. She's mad, you know, amazing. So yeah, look at her. Oh my god, beautiful. Look at you. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so 84 was just I mean, I mean, you look from 81, that whole decade, you guys, was amazing yeah. movies. And see, today they're they're trying to remake those movies. I mean, they yeah, just released. They, were, they just released Scream, or Scream is being released. I don't even what version of Scream is that now. You know? Yeah, like I'm looking at here's just a small selection of 1984 movies. All so right. you had the Never Ending Story, wow. The Terminator, Sixteen Candles. Speaking of yeah. John Hughes earlier, Karate Kid, Footloose, Amadeus, Ghostbusters, Purple Rain, Yeah, Gremlins, uh, 2010. Uh, uh, let's see, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Temple of Doom, oh Red goodness. Dawn. Yes, Dude, uh, I just saw Red Dawn. A Once few Upon a Time in America. Back. Yeah, great. Yeah, Look Police Academy, Top Secret, Repo Man, Children of the <laughs> Corn. Dude, like Beverly Hills Cop, Dune. This is Spinal Tap. So imagine, like, being I mean, it's a kid a during whole... that time. You would, you would go every weekend. We would go to the movies. You know? Yeah, dude. Like so many like good ones, dude. Like I mean. Starman, freaking Supergirl, <laughs> Breaking Two, right there, Bachelor Party, Firestarter, <laughs> Conan the Destroyer, dude. It's like all these films, like I I grew up with, this watching over and over, man. It's just, it, it, it you know, it's it, it sucks because the way the movies were. I know, like I, I I I was hearing, I didn't see the skit, but I was hearing on another podcast where they talked about there was this skit on SNL, it was like a trivia show. Right. And anytime they had trivia on movies from like the 80s or 90s, they were answering them like crazy. Right. But whenever they would ask trivia on movies from like the last few years or today, they couldn't answer it. And it's because we're we're just like, I think like thing, there's so much that comes out today that it's easy for you to watch it and move on. We're back when you would watch something and it's stuck with you. Look at right now, 2003. A film from 1984, and we're spending a podcast episode talking about this and reminiscing and being like, oh, like Ephraim saying, like, this was, I went with my grandparents. This is probably, I think, the first movie I saw in the theaters. Freddie talking about, like, I saw it in the theaters. I went with my brother. We saw this. Me, uh, I, I, all I know is I, I saw it the day it aired on TV, the night it aired on Channel 7. I remember seeing wow. that in East wow. LA when we we're visiting some family and watching it, dude. And I, 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 I vividly still remember the apartment they lived in. They lived in the projects uh, and by Atlantic Boulevard right there, sitting in the living room watching Gremlins. And all of this, that we have this connection of all these films, because there's something about a lot of these movies that just hold true to like the way, because it was like few, there was a lot of movies that came out 
but you had to go and experience it. Now you could stream something and move on and be like, I saw it. Now what's next? What's next? Because there's so much before you had time to take it in and let it live with you for years. Well, look, this weekend, tomorrow is the Oscars. I don't even know what movies are being nominated. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I think I've lost track of the last, I don't know, I would say decade of, of what's going on with the Oscars. There yeah. hasn't, the only thing I heard was, I guess Top Gun is, it was nominated and maybe Tom yeah. Cruise might get something, who knows. But I didn't even, see, I didn't even go see that movie, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, now if you have Paramount Plus, you can watch it. So, <laughs> yeah, but now it's different because now we live in the streaming industry. We stream <laughs> well, that, films, bro. Well, that's it's why like, it's exactly you could watch it on Paramount you know, Plus. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you, got, you got Netflix, you got HBO, you got, you know, you got all these other streaming companies that, you know, it's just crazy. It's like you can just sit home. And then not only that, now at, at our house, we have, you know, the privacy of our home. We have our own studios. we got these great elaborate TVs, sound systems now that, you know, you can just sit there and watch and then pause it. And oh, I don't have time to watch it. And watching a movie today in today's uh, era is just completely different. It's like well, you have to really say, I'm going to put time into this, you know? Yeah. Well, Ephraim, like, for instance, you're you're from when you started, like with your films and then where you're at now, like, obviously, this, the there was like before streaming to where we're streaming now. Uh, like, how how do you feel about about that? Where like you're you could be making a project that's just straight going to go to streaming. It could be a Netflix or whatever. And then where before, like they had to go to the theater and experience. Is it something that like, no, I want my my audience to experience this in the theaters or you're just like, you know what? Like, I, I I'm, I'm I love streaming or, or like, how do you feel about it? Well, there's a power in storytelling and there's the creative part and then there's the producing part. The creative part is that when I look at a script, I got to go, what's the extreme measure of this story? Mm. Like when we think about Star Wars and New Hope, what's the extreme measure of some guy who just lives with his uncle and his aunt and he's just, you know, just living out in some desert to later on find out that his dad's the most evil dude in the universe. And you look at that compelling story and that's what made Star Wars. You're like, wow. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, and he's gonna, he's going to have the ability to 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 save a princess somehow and and he's going to learn how to use a lightsaber and it's like the, the 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 spectacular sensation of something like that could be so marvelous. Um when you when I look at a script, I got to find what's so marvelous about it. What's the what's mm. the mystery in that? Right. So, that's that's the creative part. The other part is is the the result the outcome like like there's going to be people who are going to want to watch things streamed right at their own home i get that too but it's also an important factor that we're able to step out our comfort zone to look at stories that are completely different from what we know so it's I, you know so do you think now that with the experience of the pandemic and us being locked down for a long time we obviously became you know, we're just sitting in our sofas watching one thing after another. I mean, do you see now people are now breaking out of that and maybe giving a chance to go out and see a movie at a movie theater? Or are we now just stuck and saying, well, uh, if I have the option to stay home, I'd just rather stay home and not go through that experience of, you know, driving to a, a venue to go see a movie, buy my popcorn, I'll go on a date, 
I mean, that's what movies were for, to go on a date, to go with your friends, to go with your family. You know, it's, it's, I think it's lost. I mean, we have, we live in instant world now. Everything is instant. Right. I got I got to have it now. It's, it's same thing with music. You know, now I am old school. So yes, when I see a record store, I'm going to go walk in store because I want to smell the vinyl. I want to smell the vintage, you know, like when you walk into a, 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 a record store or, um, you know, uh, an antique place, you smell the history of, of, of these products and of these things that were, have been around for 30, 40 years, you know, and now it's packaged into a digital form, you know, I think, you know, I mean, I'm in my fifties now, so I mean, it's, I miss that. I really do. And I think I've fallen now to where I can just sit home and watch a stream and pause it and, you know, go do something else and then come back to it. And you don't, <laughs> you don't put a hundred percent, unless it's like you said, the story, like I've become, I mean, I got sick in December, so I was able to kind of just binge on some things and I was able to like watch a series like Succession. I'm a big fan of Succession. <laughs> Have you seen that, Efren? Succession, HBO. Uh, it's about these billionaire uh, companies. Uh, Brian Cox and um and Kieran, uh, uh yeah, Macaulay Culkin's brother. Right? Yeah, Kieran Culkin, I believe. Yeah. So uh, I, I mean, I, I now I have where I'm like, oh yeah, I'll binge and watch this, and I can't wait because it's gonna the the season four finals coming out next week, so I'm excited. Uh, Succession, which is you know, it's like a, these. The story about these billionaire companies and you know it's like it's funny to kind of go into their head how they live the elaborate world of controlling the universe with you know being the biggest corporate company in the, in, in the world so it's kind of because i don't know that world and it's just funny to see how they live their life so that's what was intriguing for me and not only that just the backstabbing within the family you know it's like you know um what other ones? Um, there's some I'm other starting, ones that I've seen. I'm starting to watch Game of Thrones. Oh damn! <laughs> so you, I, I, you know what's cool about that though? It's like once you're done with the episode, you ain't having to wake up a week. You could just literally write the next episode. Just jump on and keep going. Right, you got a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do two episodes and then and then I go okay. I'm done. <laughs> So do, you, do you find yourself like you have to limit yourself? Like, okay, I'll watch two. I'm not going to sit here uh, and just, you know, waste three hours. <laughs> I, 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 I do because it, for me, because I'm a storyteller, you know, I right. really engage myself into the world of and the characters. Um, so, so, and a producer introduced me to Game. He goes, you got to watch. And they go, all right, let's watch it together. And I went, what the heck? And now I know why people are talking so much about Game of Thrones. Right. Um, and he goes, he goes, bro, if you, if you love Breaking Bad, and I tell him, I go, I've never seen an episode of Breaking Bad. Are you serious, bro? <laughs> I just, I recently, last year, rewatched Breaking Bad and finished it and even enjoyed it because I yeah. didn't, I, I wasn't able to pick up, you know, it's like you revisit, you pick up things that you didn't in the first time you watched it. Yeah. And what an amazing, I mean. And I once you're it. done, you got to go into Better Call Saul. Cause that's like a good continuation yeah. of Breaking Bad. It's yeah. so good. It's the branch I, I will, of it. I will. I just, I just been, um, I, I just been working. So, so oh, of course, yeah, man. Well, yeah, we got to go out and make money. Yeah. I'm gonna sit there, you know, I gotta go and make shows and stuff. But when I have downtime, I now take, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sit here and watch, you know, yeah. two hours or 
three hours of this and just, you know, my life is pretty simple now. You know, I, I go and do tours in the weekend. I mean, then... basically, you got a broken hand, bro. You got to stay home. Yeah, right. So I got to stay <laughs> home. I got to take care of myself. You know, I got to. You, you know, know, you, you got to take care of yourself. Eh? Míralo, take, take care of eh? No, no, no. Tengo que porque tengo chos. So, <laughs> real quick, Efren, uh, time frame wise, because this is off from the show. Time frame wise, are you, where are you, are you good or do yeah, you have I, to I get have going? To, I have to be somewhere at six o'clock and some like, okay. Look, but but it's not that far from here so okay what let's go uh let's ask you what, what's happening right now what has been do, what has been going in your life since we last uh you know got together like this what's, when did we what, last get together like this this was, was before, last year it was last year honestly yeah. it was roughly around this time let me see yeah and you and I keep, you know, we text each other and, you know, yeah. I tell you what's going on and, you know, I know you're busy and, and which I love that you're busy. I mean, if we weren't busy, then we, yeah. something's wrong. You know? And I'm supposed to meet up with uh, um, uh, Rosenbaum sometime this this month. Oh, okay. Michael Rosenbaum. All right. Uh, to, nice. to on his podcast. Uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, it all depends on his time and my time. Oh, that's awesome. I know Because while you're performing, I was like, while you're performing in Vegas, man. So while you're performing in Vegas, I'm going to be in Texas. Okay. Whereabouts yeah. in Texas? I'll be in uh, uh, Dallas, okay. Austin, oh, yeah. uh, and and three other towns. Three other towns. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you have anything brewing that you kind of give us a and little? It was, it was December of 2021 when you, we had you on. Oh, wow. Because it was after the convention. Yes. Yeah, yes, so after could. the that's how you guys met. December twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. December have, is when we uh, when we recorded. I'm not sure what day because I posted it on the sixteenth. Well, yeah the uh, the, the convention episode. was in the convention was in November, and you yes. came to that show when we took a picture, and yeah, we remember that time. So then yeah. we we got so sometime in the beginning of December is when we when we recorded. Oh, it's of twenty twenty one. So it's not like last week. Yeah, it was. It's been a while, man. <laughs> Time, time's going by uh, fast, bro. I, I I do have to say I do be, 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 before I go. Yes, you did sing. If I'm correct. If I'm correct, you did sing "Pleasure, Little Treasure." Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. I was I was um right by the bar, like at the entrance of the place, right. taking pictures with the people. And when I heard it, and then when I heard you sing it, it just literally brought me back, oh. and I was like. That's like the best rendition I've ever heard. Oh, thank you, bro. Thank you. I, I was like, this is the So I had to, I had to, I had to like, tell everybody, I'll see you guys in a bit. Wow. <laughs> and just watch you perform that song because one, it's it's one of my top songs. And two, wow. I demand of that performance because it's such a compelling song. Oh, totally. You know? and, and you brought me back into 88. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah, Thank dude. you. Thank you so much for that. Cause I, I really do bring, I, I don't look guys, I don't just go up there to sing. I really try to bring like an actor, you know, I, and I'm enjoying it. I think I've, I've been doing it for 13 years now and I'm <laughs> finally now in my niche where I can just sink into it and and that's my entertainment. That's what I like to do. And thank you for that, because that's exactly what I try to do, the experience. And that's what devotional is about. You never know what you're going to hear from devotional. I'm, like you said, pleasure, little treasure. It wasn't a single. It was like just an extra track. But it, it was so historical because we saw it at 101. And it's, on, yeah. you know, it's such a great song. It's got guitar. It's very powerful. The message, pleasure, little treasure, you know, it's it's yeah. just you know it's amazing stuff 
Well, thank you so much for for joining us. Like I yeah. said, it's been it's been uh, always a pleasure to have you on our show, and you've always supported us, and we're here to support you and any of your future projects. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time, you know, to join yeah. us on this two yeah. hundredth episode. Uh, I I didn't realize it was like it was over a year. I'm like, what? But I think it's because you and me communicate every once in a while. So yeah. And 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 um and my my life, I just am constantly on the go. That yeah. that you know, again, at some point we got to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely we will. And and that's what I'm saying. It's like the good thing we're all busy. You know, Santos yeah. is busy. You know, we, we look at we've been busy for. You know, we're just trying to get back. You know, after the pandemic, we've been kind of yeah. just getting back on that on you know on that bike and. And moving forward, and that's yeah. all we're trying to do: move forward yeah. and enjoy. You know, take advantage of our of our day. Be blessed to what we have. You know, and, and also for our listeners, thank you for you guys for always you know supporting eighty eight miles per hour. And we're we're always going to give you something you know fun and, and exciting and and just you know yeah. somos un par de locos latinos aquí, tú sabes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I we I tried setting this up to do it in the studio, but because of the rain and everything, we weren't gonna have you like drive out uh, in the rain and whatnot. Like, so um, I did get you. I I got these like cool little gifts for you. These this Depeche Mode shirts that I designed that I wanted to give to you, Efren, yeah. in person. But obviously, we didn't do the whole studio setup, so I don't know. Uh, th don't worry, this isn't gonna be on the on the show. I'll edit this part out. But I don't know if you have an address. I can send you the shirt. Oh, yeah, like, I'll text you guys. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I got, I got, I obviously one is, is a, a podcast shirt of ours, but the other two are Depeche Mode shirts. So, uh, I think you'll, you'll, uh, appreciate the, the, the cool little, uh, Depeche ones are like a Loteria Depeche Mode style. The other one is like a funny, uh, yeah. other one. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to give them to you as a gift for coming on. Um, so if you could, if you have an appeal box or something that you feel safe okay. on giving out, I'll send them to you. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, but for sure. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll send uh, Freddie. I'll send you um, some of the pictures and stills of what's coming out. And then Great. You share, and then you can share them, but just don't post them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah definitely. No. I appreciate. Look at them. They're gonna go. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And whatever project you got, that when yeah. once you get the green light, we'll we're here to promote it. I promote it on my oh, Facebook cool. and also and uh, you know like once again, you know, thank you so much for being yeah. on this special you know 200th episode and yeah, yeah thank you know, thanks for coming somos, back on somos la raza aquí. <laughs> thank you thank you very much All guys. Right, no problem man thanks for coming on okay don't eat after 10 <laughs> no exactly i won't i gotta eat, I gotta eat my pozole right now <laughs> all, all right, right. All right. All right. take care all right well there you have it ladies and gentlemen Ephraim Moran, he had to get going but we just wanted to thank him again for coming on talking some gremlins All right, now it's time for some gremlins. That's right. Why you always do the Wayne's World? <laughs> We're not even on camera. <laughs> so yeah. So here's the part where we're gonna talk about all things gremlins. This is the part where we're gonna talk about the plot. Yes, nineteen ninety. We're not gonna talk all things gremlins. We're only gonna talk about the plot. I'm glad you started. You cut me off because I was about to say nineteen ninety four. Nineteen eighty four, gremlins directed by Joe Dante, and it was one of those. Uh, Steven Spielberg produced films. And Amblin. Gary Marshall. Yes. Is it Gary Marshall? Yeah, it said Gary Marshall and Steven Spielberg. Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, wow. Gary Marshall? Where does it say Gary Marshall? Is it? Maybe it said no. Jerry Marshall. <laughs> <laughs>
Gary Marshall's the fucking from the Happy did... Days and all of that. Wait, who's the one who did Pretty Woman? Yeah, that's Gary Marshall. Okay, so I said it right. Yeah, he was but... in Happy Days? Well, he he's the Which one Which one that... does he play? No. <laughs> he wasn't in Happy Days, but he was one of the guy like the, I think the the creator, producer or something behind that film, Gary Marshall. Maybe it was Jerry Marshall. Jerry Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, Gary Marshall. Uh, okay, he was so the, I'm not wrong. He was the writer for the Lucy Show, Dick Van Dyke Show, blah blah. blah. Uh, he was. Uh, he created the sitcom Happy Days, so that's what he created. But he had nothing to do with this fucking film. But there was there was multiple names for producers, and Steven Spielberg, and and it, I I swear it said Gary Marshall underneath it. No, it's says Spielberg was the only film. He was the executive producer. Okay, okay. Other All right. Than that, well, I want to. I want to go to the end credits when we're done, so, because there was three names there. Yeah. Uh, for producers, and one of them was Gary Marshall. I'm like looking. I don't see anything. Okay. Okay. I stand by what I said. I saw what I saw. <laughs> Let's see. I, I'm actually gonna go right here. All cast, and we're gonna go to producers. There's four of them. Okay. Frank Marshall. Which one's that one? Is that Gary's brother? <laughs> I mean, shit. Let's see. No, it's not related. But Penny Marshall was related to uh, Gary Marshall. Oh, and she was one of them? She yeah. The no, first. she's uh, from Laverne and Shirley. She's I know one who of she is. Yeah. So she produced it too. No, she didn't. Pr- God damn it. No, none of them produced this fucking film. <laughs> Except for Frank Marshall. And Frank Derek. Marshall's not related. <laughs> He's their estranged cousin. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh shit! I mean, you know, people don't even fucking care about the director. I mean, the producer. You're the one who brought him up. I didn't. You brought up. I, all I said was the director, and I I mentioned Steven Spielberg, produce executive producer, because this is one of those like during that time. Doesn't that Ablin, just does that mean they like just contributed monies? What is what does that literally story mean? by uh Spielberg? Like, or he's probably saw the you know you don't he saw the script loved it. But he didn't want to direct it. Is so that what he, he told gonna, you? No, I saw a whole documentary on this. Oh, okay. I watched the documentary because that's what <laughs> Spielberg would do. Either one, he would come up with an, with a story idea or he would find the script. He loved it, but he wouldn't. He didn't want to direct it. So he created his own production company. Ablin? A- Ablin? What the? Amberlin. Amberlin. Amberlin? What the fuck? No? Okay, we'll call it Amberlin then. <laughs> it, no. It's Amblin. Oh, okay. um, that's where you the see E-T like the lo- E.T. little. Yeah. yeah. So, and then he gave it to someone else to direct, being Joe Dante, because that's mm-hmm. what he would do in the 80s. That's so smart, because it's like you like it enough, but you, and you're like, no, I feel like this could not be good. But if it comes out good, you get credit for being a genius and putting it together. And if it's bad, it's like, well, I'm not the one who did it. Goonies. He didn't do Goonies, but it was uh, the story by Spurs. Like, Ooh, I like this. And I mean, I think he created the story for the idea of Goonies. Um, Poltergeist, also, that one was one that he. Like, I'll like give you a story. dollar if you can spell poltergeist. Oh, I can't. I know. It's stupid. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this film is from 1984, and uh, it stars a lot of peeps, because if I start saying names, you're going to be like, I don't know who any of these those are. No, nobody's going to know any of these actors. Yeah. Well, some will, because it's like you got- Most won't. Zach Galligan. Well, we have to say the names. Like, that's the okay. thing, because you always want to leave out the names, but we have to say the names. Uh, Zach Gall- Galligan, right? Billy. Billy. Plays Billy. And Phoebe Cates plays kate and then dick miller he's also in this film he plays the neighbor mr futterman mm-hmm. and 
<laughs> your favorite because whenever you come across his videos on tiktok or instagram you have to stop and watch we got freaking Corey feldman as I, it's because <laughs> it's like i don't want to call it a dumpster fire but it's like you can't turn away yeah it's just he's it's mesmerizing and baffling and inspirational all at the same time and you gotta look look at his his image on i respect freaking, it how he looks. <laughs> all right. Thinks he's all cool. Like fucking looking like Michael Jackson and shit. I respect that he's true to himself. And no matter what, he I mean, continues to follow his dreams. He's trying. You know, he's trying to be awesome. He's not trying. He, he's he's doing and he's living his his best life. He's living his That truth. is true. He's a rock star in his head. And that's what counts. Yeah. You know what? That That is true. That's all that freaking matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. All right. So Goonies. I mean, gun. what the fuck? <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, I know. Well, but I mean, it's still in the same universe. Not literally, but it's like Spielberg related. All right. So let's talk Gremlins. Let's get it right into it. So so watching Gremlins as a kid, um, we almost I almost always watched it like on TV when it just happened to come on. Yeah, I rarely ever caught it from the beginning. And even though I've owned the DVD for years and I'm sure I've watched it. For whatever reason, when I re- when I watched it again with you, I never noticed that it's starting off being narrated by like the by by his dad. Which yeah. I'm not gonna say it's an insignificant character, but he's gone during like all the action parts. <laughs> it's yeah. like, why does he get to be the one to narrate the story? Like, shouldn't it have been Billy narrating the story? Like, yeah. you know, all these years ago on Christmas, you know, on Christmas Eve, my dad yeah. gave me the most unforget unforgettable gift. Or something like it should have been Billy telling the damn story. Yeah, he, I don't know anybody but his dad. Yeah, that's true. Because then he could even add, he's like, yeah, my father. He said he was out in Chinatown, and he came across some kid. It, yeah, like instead it's the dad who disappears. Who, yeah, yeah, because he was too busy going to conventions and shit. Yeah, <laughs> having a good old time <laughs> trying to sell his time. fucking bathroom buddies his and wares. shit. <laughs> it's wares. <laughs> yeah, fantastic <laughs> products for a fantastic world. Is that what it was? It's something like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's so a, I, he said it like a few times. Movie starts off, and I mean, you're t- this movie takes place in America, right? But his dad, when it looks like he's like in like some like um uh like I what it's not a suburb. What is it called? Like some like city, like sketchy, really sketchy looking, like yeah, Chinatown. Everything is in Chinese. All the people are Chinese. Like I'm like, there's like the sailors hell? walking with like some women. <laughs> it, it's it's so weird. It's like yeah. back alley, you know, really dark. And then he goes into this like shop. I'm not gonna call it a novelty shop, but it's you know, it's it's like ant- uh, antiques and antiquities, novelties, yeah. you know, weird stuff. Like the guy has a rattlesnake on a platter, and, like right at his. I don't know. I would call it the register. I don't know what the hell to call it, but he's right there, <laughs> like smoking what i could only assume is opium (laughs) you know what's like like, before he goes in there you got to hold that thought in in that scene this is clearly like they're thinking we're not going to catch this and most people don't but when he's first walking out of that alleyway going into the street where with the kid he's like follow me there's this lady who's walking little kid had short round vibes yeah right yeah exactly so 
um there's like a guy a man there's maybe a lot it's of a, different movie easter eggs i feel in yeah. this movie well this isn't an easter egg it's literally a okay, woman I'm just saying, I'm in just a saying. blue dress okay and arms with some guy i think it's a sailor they're mm-hmm. walking they walk by the camera and then the camera turns with them where they could see the whole street and then she's walking back with now another man and it's literally just like an obviously it's an extra, but they're hoping we're not going to catch. She's like, okay, now no, go back. Kate, she needs to make her monies. Do you know how quickly you can make <laughs> you a know man what come? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what it was, right? She was done with one John. Like he finished, and now, and, uh, <laughs> and now the next. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like at a restaurant, you just got you got to keep you got to keep that turnover. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> make sure to tip your sex workers, y'all. <laughs> and it's like okay so he's going down he's in the shop mm-hmm. he's in the shop and this dude has like he looks like a wizard <laughs> like um, fucking gandalf and shit and all of a sudden he starts like giving him his pitch like this is freaking shark tank with his <laughs> he has no proof of sales he, he has like a prototype yeah it's like the most like it's not even ergonomically designed it is bulky it is just a square with a bunch of crap taped yeah. onto it there's like an episode of south park where cartman tapes a pencil to a pen and he calls it an invention that's this guy that's this fucking guy he just taped a bunch of contraptions yeah to a box. it's like the worst swiss army knife ever like no one would ever carry that in their pocket it's so huge and inconvenient seriously (laughs) but it's it's a travel it's like read the room guy where is he gonna sell this is he gonna sell it next to that dead rattlesnake he has on a platter (laughs) like there's just it doesn't make sense in this shop i mean it is the most made in china looking product in that but it just doesn't make sense like i get he's desperate he's trying to get sales but yeah, know your fucking customers. And he man. used to like, come up with a better slogan. He makes the illogical logical. No, he makes the illogical real life and unnecessary. <laughs> like it, it's illogical for a reason. It doesn't need to exist. Like this is a product nobody asked for. Yeah. This isn't reinventing the mouse wheel. It was a mouse wheel. <laughs> mouse trap yeah there's no need okay i'm i'm mixing up reinventing the, the yeah the wheel don't reinvent the wheel <laughs> the mouse trap. and this isn't a better mouse trap either <laughs> it's just a hot piece of garbage yeah that doesn't even work it just it shoots doesn't. toothpaste all over his shirt he's like that's fine it washes off no it doesn't it stains and then like okay so he they the the uh the kid the short round kid he he show he's like trying to like um sell him the mogwai and the guy's like oh this is exactly what i'm looking for for my son and i'm like this is a fir- this is this is like potentially the only kind of a creature in existence how do you know this is what you've been looking for <laughs> like that's something owen used to say when he was like five and six where every single thing anyone ever gave him ever he'd be like oh it's what i always wanted <laughs> and i'm like oh and you don't even know what this is yeah it didn't son. matter it makes sense for a child to say that you're a grown man how do you know this is what you always want you don't know what this is <laughs> is it a gerbil a chinchilla i don't know it has big ears it was maybe it's part marsupial bat yeah it was our son's birthday where every single present that he opened was wow he was so grateful back then yeah he's like like, it's what i always wanted i'm like do you know what it is no i was what i always want i always wanted one of these (laughs) yeah and that's how that guy was and now it's like what's this is this it Where's the rest of it? Yeah. <laughs> Teenagers suck. Yeah. But either way, the kid 
ends up selling it to him for 200 bucks because they they're, they're so hard up for money yeah. i'm like what is the inflation rate on two hundred dollars back in eighty four compared to now, like was this two hundred dollars gonna save them from like their shop being closed down? Was it two hundred dollars the money they needed for grandma's hip surgery? Like what was this two hundred dollars <laughs> gonna do for their shop that he sold this rare artifact? It's essentially a Bigfoot. You sold Bigfoot for two hundred dollars. Seriously, you never get another Bigfoot kid unless you got another Mogwai in the back that you ain't telling us. <laughs> and you think about it, what happened after the grandfather found out that he sold it? Because clearly, I mean, based on, I mean, I know I'm. I'm it's a, it's gonna... a quick turn of events. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a lot of time passed by because so many, so many things happened. Yeah. But it, in actuality, it, it, it's really quick because yeah. his, his dad buys it like, um, he, he buys it in December because in the next scene, he goes back to town and they're decorating for Christmas. Yeah. So I, or maybe a month went by. I mean, who knows? Because he, he was out. He's a traveling salesman. He's yeah. trying to sell his wares everywhere. You know, and, Billy, and we're expected to believe Billy's an only child and his dad's a traveling salesman. Oh, uh-huh, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy that. <laughs> so he's out traveling. So, yeah. So some time passed from him to get back. But that's the thing. Like, Where the gram- was this town located, though? Oh, in Hill Valley. It's because it? it's the same town square from Back to the Future. I was about to say, that sounds so familiar to me. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay why was there no snow in chinatown something falls it was eastern falls or something. why was there no snow there well that see that now based on what i'm saying what I, I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm thinking to myself like it looks like he went to like some you know uh black market china place like did he fly I'm like but then how would he get the mogwai through customs i don't know don't you when you cross state lines is it like in nevada when you're coming back from vegas and they ask you do you have any fruit or animals in your cart he had to report that mogwai yeah. how the hell did he pr- transport him over <laughs> i mean you, where did he come from well again he's a traveling salesman so chances are he traveled wherever he was it was a different city somewhere else because it was well, what was it well, e- eden falls or eastern falls it was something like that so it's like a, a small town somewhere because there's a, a pull-away shot of the actual town. Mm-hmm. So chances are that ti- Chinatown was not close by. You know, it's not like here where, where, where we're at freaking Pomona and we go to Chinatown over there in freaking L.A. That's like an like, hour away. Yeah, but it's And like, we're in California. We're an exception, okay? We could have 10 different types of weather all in the same state. Yeah, that's true. But, but I mean, that's why it has to be a different... I mean... If it's, I don't know, I don't know if it's snowing or not. It's like we could literally drive like one and a half, two hours away and there will be snow. We could drive in the opposite direction and we'll be in the desert. Like our our, our weather here doesn't apply to the rest of the U.S. Well, look, that film makes the illogical logical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was the sure. next day anyway, so it probably snowed overnight, you know? Sure. It was like a blizzard. <laughs> yeah. And they don't own snow plows in this town because at no point ever do you ever see concrete. No. In this film. Like, there's just no snow plows in this town. No. People are driving recklessly. They don't care about accidents. Yeah. No, they, they don't. don't. Where's Mr. Plow when you need it? And it's, like, super old-timey. Like, despite yes. the fact that there was a lot of product placement, they did not promote any vehicles. There no. was a one new car in this film. All of them no. look old and rusty and dusty. So, we, we get, you know, we get introduced to Billy in the beginning where he's at the, because at this point he doesn't have he the doesn't Mogwai. Have, no, he does not have no, the Mogwai he, yet. The Mogwai yet. So, we're, we get an introduction to his crappy life because his car, one, yes. won't start. His car won't start. He ha- he drives like this shitty little Volkswagen. Yeah. Um, we fi- uh, and we find out he works at a bank. And yeah. he's also. We also get to meet his neighbor. 
who's a little crazy, starts telling filling totally him in. Totally the kind of person that in today's day and age would be like an anti-masker, anti-vasker, conspiracy theorist type of flat earther type of guy. Yeah. Who's an alcoholic. Who's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's an alcoholic. Because yeah, he he, he's, but he's also a veteran. So that's we don't know thing he's too. an alcoholic. He goes to the bar once in this movie. Yeah, that doesn't make him an alcoholic. It means he had a good time one night. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but he, he was sober at home later. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and, and you he know he wasn't drunk later. He wasn't on in the drunk movie, or whatever. So he not, wasn't like, hey, babe, get me a beer. Don't be telling tall tales. Don't <laughs> talk that badly on this man. Yeah, yeah he's, no, he's batshit crazy, but he's not an alcoholic. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. We think he's batshit crazy. I mean, we'll get to that okay. later. We'll get when we yes. get to that point. Okay. So we get a little intro- introduction to him. Talks about like because he's right away. You're right. He does come off like that because the first thing he says is like, oh, you. It's like that's a Japanese or no, it's a foreign car. You need an American made car uh-huh. type of thing so yeah. yeah it makes more sense so he he decides to walk to work and bring his fucking dog to work who brings a dog to a bank like we we we're, we find out in the film that he's pretty much supporting his whole family so it's like your entire family's relying on relying on your paycheck yeah. you're gonna bring your dog to work why like in 2020 like in our day and age he could have he could have said it's his, emo- his emotional support animal <laughs> yeah. because his parents suck and <laughs> yeah. he's under so much stress and he needs that dog but not back in 1984 yeah they leave your dad and it's not like a small dog it's no. a mid-sized dog he's a big ass dog and his mom's home his mom his doesn't mom work home she doesn't yeah for she no just, reason. <laughs> yeah. So clearly she could fucking watch the dog. The dog. She sure can. Home. She's got room to make gingerbread cookies. She got she got time to, to watch the dog too. Yeah. And, and dog the, doesn't need watching. Exactly. And the do- you're at some point that dog. Speaking of which, did you let the dogs in? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but you let the dogs out, right? <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Who? 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 <laughs> <laughs> but like at some point that dog's going to take a shit. Or piss. And if he's in the middle of a transaction helping a customer, what is he going to do? Hey, hold on. I got to take my dog out? It like, just makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't make Billy's any- irresponsible. Yeah, he, he, he's, tr- he's young. So he he, bear, he there's a lot of weight on his shoulders, but he's still a young guy. Yeah. We're assuming early 20s. He still has a lot of toys in his room, but he's still very much yeah. a, a young guy guy making young guy mistakes like taking your dog to work which is a totally common <laughs> common normal thing yeah okay we'll just call him little bo peep yeah <laughs> seriously needs a fucking dog with them for some odd reason and we also get to find out uh that's when we meet the love interest it's kate who played by phoebe cates mm-hmm. uh she's there and he's like hey you know it's pronounced phoebe cates yeah i always thought it was pronounced phoebe cats phoebe cats isn't it because it's spelled C A. T-E-S, no? Let me see. <laughs> uh, where's she at? Yeah, it is Cats, but it's Kate's. Oh. Phoebe Kate's. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Phoebe Cats? <laughs> so I like beautiful- that. I'd rather call her Phoebe Cats. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Phoebe Cats, uh, who plays yes. Kate, yes. um, is the love interest. She also works at the bank. Um, it's, it's a very depressing town. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are coming up on hard times we meet this woman with her children who it looks like they're on the verge of eviction and she's like letting the person know that like hey my husband just started new, this new job and i something about her job and yeah like they're not gonna get a paycheck for jobs an, yes freelance jobs sure and uh like she's not gonna have a paycheck for two weeks and the lady's like she doesn't care and i'm like man i guess like it must be easy in that town in that day and age to just evict someone overnight because 
in my like in, in in our times right now like if somebody told you look i'm just two weeks behind it's like whatever pay the 50 hundred dollar penalty for the late fee but y- like yeah like pay, pay me yeah it's it's much cheaper to keep the tenant than, than to have to evict them read like repaint re, you know clean the carpets etc and find a new qualifying tenant to put in yeah. the house yeah, so I don't know. And it's in the, it's right before Christmas. Exactly. They're just establishing how cold-hearted and ruthless this person well, is. Yeah, They're establishing her character. Because when she's walking, some old man, like, what? Okay, this part, this scene fucking bugs the shit out of me. Because <laughs> this old man says good morning to her, right? And she's like, what's so good about today or whatever this morning? And he's like, oh. Oh, and he puts his hand over his, like, mouth like, oh. But it's like, it clearly he knows her. Clearly, the town knows she's a bitch. She's evil. She's the town Karen. Exactly. So why is he fucking surprised in her response? Shouldn't he know that she's going to be a bitch? Why is he shocked? Why is he, oh, with his hand over his mouth? Like, he's not meeting her for the first fucking time. We all know. Everybody knows. Like, when she's walking, everybody reacts to her. Everybody tips their hat. Like, oh, shit. Like, it's her. Oh, my gosh. Like, and yet this old... Does everybody in this town walk, though? <laughs> yeah. She whole... has money. Why isn't she driving up in, like, her car to the front of the bank? Right. She... Why is she walking with her snowman head? Exactly. Also, too, we she. you know what? That makes sense because she's fucking can't even go up the stairs. And when she comes down she the stairs... Up... That's why she can't go up the stairs because she had to walk all the way down to the <laughs> bank. That's, like, 10 miles away from her house. <laughs> because tired. when she gets off like i'm only gonna say this little part when she gets off her chair when she's coming downstairs she starts rubbing her leg like ah mm-hmm. oh, her knee her knee so clearly but yet here she is she's fucking power she walking super spry yeah with that fucking Carrying, like snowman a 10 pound snowman exactly ceramic head and then she shows up and then here's here's they use so many evil lady tropes on her oh, that were not yeah. lost on me. No. Like she was reminiscent of Cruella. She's reminiscent of the Wicked Witch yeah. that has the house land on her. She's yeah. reminiscent of that lady in the orphanage, little orphan Annie. Yeah, she's like, like all of these She has these crazy combined. eyebrows. I did not know that the cat, crazy cat lady at the end was her. This was the first time I had that realization when I oh, stared really? and then I was like, <laughs> I'm like, dang, do all the old ladies in this town have the same crazy eyebrows? I was like, she was wearing a wig. Yeah. Because she was red haired earlier and then she looked and and spry and has all this like, uh, you know, agility to go down to the bank and and throw a little hissy fit. And then later she's just so frail and weak. And then she needs that special motorized chair to go up the steps. And her house looks like it smells like cat pee. And her dollar's name is what, what was it? A hundred dollar bill? Yeah. Something like that. The cat, her dollar's name? You mean the cat? Yeah, the cat. Because <laughs> you said the dollar's name is a $100 bill. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she calls her dollars. But when she shows up, she's pissed off and says, mm-hmm. your dog did this. Like, what proof does she have? I don't know. But then as she's talking shit about that dog saying how she would kill it, like, the old man is like, yeah, that'll do it. Like, like he knows sad- from experience. Yeah, like sadistic that motherfucker. That bothered me, too. <laughs> But I mean, at the same time, like, I I mean, I guess you can anything you put in the dryer at high heat, you could assume it, it, it'll it kill would, that. Yeah. Kill it. Whether I, it's a dog, a cat or a human. And in, in a, a thousand it. ways to die, there is a guy inside one of those giant industrial dryers or something cleaning it and, and it, the door got stuck and it turned on. 
and he was just and it fucking killed that fucking sucks. yeah i remember that like i don't i don't know if those are all true my i'm assuming i i bet all the stories are true but i think but owen and i went on a tangent where we were binge watching a thousand ways to die that. and i was like you know what's something i've noticed about this show is that they have to make everybody an asshole deserving of death yes because if you if you you enjoy you don't enjoy it the same way if it's somebody you're feeling remorse and empathy towards. Yeah. But then some of them were like a stretch. Like, oh, this girl was a total bitch. She was a clean freak. Oh yeah, that bitch deserves to die. <laughs> she liked to clean she liked to keep a clean house. Yeah, she should totally die. Right. I'm like, what? I know. <laughs> but yeah, everybody on every thousand ways to die was like an asshole in some way. Yeah. Deserving of their terrible, tragic death. So all these one thousand ways there are all horrible people yeah so we don't feel bad so, so we don't feel bad. yeah but okay so after after that like as she's talking crap about the dog like barney mm. knows barney barney's the dog yeah barney's not the, the dinosaur dog. yeah he uh, somehow he knows because he decides to get himself Dogs loose. can sense evil and yeah. that bitch smells like cat piss and he so he knew the moment she walked in the and bay, he attacked he her smell her on her mm-hmm. on her arm he attacked mm-hmm. her. She made a threat on his life. Yeah, but the it dog attacked her. And and I mean, come on. In, in today's day, if if so, if a dog did that, regardless if it'd be put down. Yeah, even if it, that it lady has money, exactly. she real, she's a real estate person in that town. Like, how did that dog get that not have a get car. put down at all? How the cops were not called? Like, Nobody called. Well, we've asto- we've we know for a fact in this town that they have like only two police officers yeah. in this whole town <laughs> yeah. and they only don't give two. a shit about their jobs. Nope. They don't. And they think everything's comical. Cause, cause we were at that moment we're introduced to introduced to the That's box. also a trope like dumb cops in movies because it, it well more so in the eighties. Cause the, when those two cops reminded me of like the cops in killer clowns from outer space Oh, where yeah. it's just like this, you know, little town. The police station is just a couple people. Like, that's it. Their whole law enforcement is just this handful of people. And if yeah. they're out, then the whole town is without no police. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. So do they even have any days off? Switch shifts? Who or... the hell coverage? That is a great point. <laughs> I guess yeah. they just go hours where they have no coverage. <laughs> so you, you better hope you only need the cops between the hours of 8 and 5 p.m. <laughs> seriously at some point there's some you know something's gonna happen the cops need the rest they need to sleep they're both working the same fucking shift they are they're not rotating (laughs) no so what the hell where's all the cops i don't know (laughs) it's a small town it's a small town with no snow plows so everybody walks everywhere yeah yeah, they do that's true and they got kids and trees (laughs) they got kids and trees <laughs> so okay. and they're cheap too because we forgot about we are we're also introduced to Corey Feldman because that's where he were he works a tree lot with his dad and the, that cop that fucking dumb cop shows up and he's like hey you think you could uh spare a tree for the boy someone behind him's like we paid for our tree yeah it's like oh you cheap ass like don't he's probably the highest paid citizen in that town don't be trying to like haggle yourself a right? free tree <laughs> I hope he freaking paid for the I tree hope they charge him double. <laughs> right <laughs> so when 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 she gets attacked we see we meet the boss who's like obviously clearly like mm-hmm. like just oh you know cares about the money kind of like the boss from beverly hillbillies remember that the the yes. the bank manager the guy super brown noser yes mm-hmm. that's how he played off and then mm-hmm. you also get the other one who judge reinhold um where he plays gerald and he's like the 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 brown nose are also that to the guy, boss. Does he play like the same jerk in every movie? I feel like he's typecast. 
Well, what other films were he, was he jerky? Well, I feel like he's just kind of plays like a snob. Like, because even in um, the Santa Claus. Well, yeah, that one. Like a snobby person. He's just he never plays like a likable character in my eyes. Well, I mean, based on before this, because he was with Phoebe Cates in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I've never seen that. No? Oh. Okay. Well, he was, you know, just the older brother, and he was the one where he was fantasizing about Phoebe Cates. He was fantasizing about his sister? No, 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 no. Wait, what did you say? (laughs) I said he played an older brother. Oh, I thought you said he played her older brother. No, 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 no. What kind of movie is this? Well, the... His younger sister mm-hmm. has a friend who's Phoebe Cates, and they're mm. out swimming in the back or whatever. He gets home from work, and, and he's then, whacking it. And then that famous scene with yeah, her in the red bathing suit, where she like reveals her boobs and stuff. And then mm-hmm. she has to go to the bathroom, and he's fantasizing, and she opens the door and catches him jerking right. off. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there, he's not, he's he's a he's a good brother in that film. He's not an a hole. Okay, I've never seen it. So a it a film after this okay. was uh, Vice Versa. That's where the the switcheroo movie where it's fred savage and he plays the dad fred savage is the kid and they switch roles i did see that movie yeah so the dad is not like totally forgot about that like he he just plays more like not uptight but he's just more like i'm an adult you know so he has to play an adult when he's playing as fred savage well we've never seen him as a child an actor so yeah he's gonna be an adult in whatever movie he's in (laughs) he's gonna play well you said he plays like you know i'm an adult i'm like well he wasn't a child actor so it's not like at any point he's gonna play (laughs) what i'm saying he's gonna be an adult he's (laughs) not he has no he's not a child at heart put it that way okay you know that's what i'm trying to say he's not a child at heart he he lets us know because they go that like this this shithole town like has this like shithole bar oh yeah and this bar is like they're trying to get it marked as like a landmark like that that tells you something about this town this <laughs> a that, that, bar. that they're gonna make this shithole town where everybody proposes to one another yeah a landmark yeah. so that they don't like tear it, it his down parents propose there that's what he says everybody's parents propose there <laughs> that's true and so gerald's like telling him like i'm 23 i'm junior vice president and like he's just being really smug and he's like by the time i'm 30 i'll be a millionaire and he like tells um phoebe's character like oh you haven't seen my new place and she's like yeah i haven't seen your old place she's put him right in <laughs> that was such a good burn yeah <laughs> well, we're watching that. Like, i saw you like, oh. he's like katie i have cable Let's come over for dinner. I'm like, oh, was that the Netflix and show back then? Yeah. You have cable. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was. He'd be like, I have color TV. Billy I, didn't I, have color TV. No, he didn't. He didn't. He was poor. He was dirt poor. <laughs> he was really poor. He was. He had to live up in the attic. He was in a big house. You're telling me there wasn't an extra room for fucking Billy? That whole house is only a one bedroom, so he has to live in the attic. It's a two story house with only one bedroom. <laughs> Even though no- his dad has his own like inventor's laboratory yeah. full of crap. That's probably why. That's why there's probably a two bedroom house. The parents have their own room, and that extra room, the dad took over, so Billy has to sleep upstairs. But there's no privacy, because the mom could just walk up the stairs. There's no latch or, or whatever, so if he's whacking off as a teenager, she could, like, catch him by accident. Well, they, they keep the stairs down. Like, in, in movies, whenever there's an attic, it's those pull-down stairs. Yeah. And he does have those pull-down stairs, but they just keep them permanently down, because he just lives there 24-7 upstairs. Yeah. How old is he supposed to be? 
He's not in high school, right? He's not in high school, but I still presumed he was in his early 20s. Yeah, probably. It just gave me that feel that he was in his early 20s. Yeah, because his best friend is a little kid. It's the fucking neighbor. (laughs) Corey Feldman just loves hanging out with older men. (laughs) That's that's what we've established. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So, okay. So, at. So finally, dad comes home from his, you know, travels. Yeah. And knocks um, the sword down. <laughs> he he establishes that he was at this junk store in Chinatown, which I'm like, that's the pot calling the kettle black because all of your inventions are junk. Yeah. None of them work and none of them are practical or make sense. <laughs> yeah. But sure. Let's call that this call this, the stuff in this China store junk. Okay. Yeah. And dad also gave Gizmo his name. Oh yeah, because for he's the one who calls him Gizmo for the first time in the movie, and I'm like, he's an inventor. He makes gizmos and gadgets aplenty. Exactly. He has who's its and what's its galore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he gave him the name Gizmo because shitty invention was too long. <laughs> <laughs> that or bathroom buddy. But like, here's another thing. Wait, are you telling me that the, you just finally caught that this all this time as yes. to why his name is Gizmo? Yeah, I did. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't usually watch movies to take notes. Like I'm studying them. But you, you've always told me that you're very like you pick up on like sometimes I'll watch something. We'll movies watch something that I watch for the first time as an adult, I pick up on a lot of things. Wait, are you telling me? You know, we totally skipped over that. So, I mean, I guess because you started off saying, oh, I watched this as a kid. But as an adult, you, this isn't one you really watched? Not but not through a objective lens. Mm. If that makes sense to you. Because I know for me, I've seen this a lot. Uh, I've seen it a lot, too. But I saw it as a kid first. So in my mind, when I'm watching it, I'm like, I've already seen this a bunch of times. I'm watching it. I'm enjoying it. I'm just letting it entertain me. I'm not analyzing it. Where now that I'm an adult, when I watch something, I am analyzing it. Because mm. I've never seen this before. So there's a certain level of anxiety. So I'm dissecting everything in it. To try to figure so out what's going to happen next. I don't do that with movies I've seen a bunch of times. So this has been a, a I mean, it's been a while since you probably watched. So I saw it, it through fresh eyes. Okay, yeah, I saw through it through fresh, fresh eyes, eyes today. Yeah, because for me, this was one of those because it's a Christmas movie. It, it, is it a takes Christmas place movie. in Christmas, uh-huh. and this is one of those films where I I before I would never watch any other time of the year except for December, and it was one of my four films that I had to watch, and it was a tradition of mine for years that I'm like these four mm-hmm. films because they also too back when they always aired it around christmas time yeah on tv channel five or whatever Mm -hmm. and now and this was one of them this one it was christmas vacation scrooge and then mickey's christmas carol these were the four films i would always like growing up i have to watch them in december four horsemen of the apocalypse yeah and then my i mean i stopped doing that like years because it was just hard (laughs) you know to watch it but yeah okay well it's good to know So so gizmo he has gizmo here's the thing presumably gizmo was born and raised in chinatown Mm-hmm. Why does he speak English? He watches TV. <laughs> no, they don't have no, TV there. No, because at the very end of the movie, he's like, you let him watch TV? Yeah, you're right. So, no, hey, he did not watch the TV. The grandson. 
the grandson short short round yeah i guarantee you the grandson because the grandson knows about gizmo and i guarantee you when grandpa's fucking knocked out or high off his ass (laughs) you know the grandson's watching him so i guarantee you the grandson is the one that's teaching him shit okay we're also introduced to the golden rules in in you know in keeping the mogwai because yes because there's a lot of responsibility that comes to having this creature and the rules are don't get him wet yeah no bright light. Yeah. And don't feed after midnight. That's yes. it, right? That's the three rules. Yeah, those are the three rules. <laughs> the don't feed after midnight. I have so many questions. <laughs> so Does daylight two. savings apply? <laughs> <laughs> and why is it 12 midnight our time? Shouldn't it be like 12 midnight in China's time? Yeah. And it... And, do they like do do mogwais have intermittent fasting? Like, at what point is it safe to feed them in the morning? Yeah, at what because midnight is technically the next day. Yeah. So at what point in the it's it's like should there should have been like a second instruction like don't feed after midnight and don't feed before eight a.m. Because it's like okay don't feed after midnight but what if at one o'clock in the morning he's hungry? Could you feed him at one o'clock in the morning? Is it exactly. safe then? I mean, because we find out, but no, yeah, no one ever tells us. <laughs> And that's why in like the rules make no fucking sense. And that's why in the second film, they kind of do like they're they're being meta. But it's like they do that joke when when Billy's explaining to the guys who work mm-hmm. the control room, the security. He's like, all right, well, what if you're on a plane and it's a different time zone? Like they he purposely the writer put that in. OK, I have not watched part two with objective eyes. OK, so <laughs> that's, I, I can't I can't contribute here. OK. <laughs> But there's that, like you. And part two is very much all your uh, your questions. They they say that in the film. They do that in the second film. Part two is very much the Army of Darkness equivalent. Yes, holy it's shit! Just you're super right. Super campy, mm-hmm. and just, they got fucking you know, Hulk Hogan. Fun. I don't yeah. even remember Hulk Hogan being in it. You you don't? No, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute, brother. <laughs> as a kid i thought that was so cool fucking i'm like hogan but it's like okay did you watch hogan's movies yeah i did i loved him as an actor when i was a kid suburban commando we we need to we need to do a review on a hulk hogan movie okay yeah well i mean the only good one that i remember one where he's like kind of a mr mom like he's watching kids or something yeah mr nanny there you go right yeah there's that one uh yeah mr N- that's the one when does the nanny work out why is the nanny so buff i don't know <laughs> i forget but i know that's the film where okay. in the intro i'll just throw this out real quick you you would know this because you listen to the fucking podcast where in the beginning of the movie where he's riding his motorcycle when he's driving to the house in the background there's a man who's holding a dog and he throws him in the water and they they did the the fucking whatever it's called the um, the how did this get made the live one they showed the clip and it's like and it went viral after that because of that like when you're watching just randomly in the background just some, was that scripted no that was just just he's right oh there's a random guy in the background and he has a dog and he throws him in the lake <laughs> yeah okay. he's riding his motorcycle so yeah so but suburban commando is the one that i enjoyed that okay. and then the no holes barred when i was a kid that i don't was, know the titles of any of these okay movies, the first so, one okay. is that's where tiny zeus lester was introduced I don't know to the, who the world hell that is debo 
Debo? Debo. Okay. That, he was, Why wouldn't you just say that then? Well, because that Nobody was his, knows his real name. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Because, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan back when, because that's why... He used to wrestle? Exactly. He, Shut up. I swear. Was he cross-eyed then too? Yes. <laughs> he was always cross-eyed like I thought that, that was like fake for, oh, for the movie. Oh, kind of like the guy from It, where he could yes, do that shit with Scars his eyes? Yes, the guard guy. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. he, he was kind of always like a lazy eye, like a little bit fucked up eye. Um, but he came out in W, like, as that character. And then they made a movie, like, with that called No Hold, and he played, that's who's the villain, okay. and he fights him and shit like that. And then my dad met him at the airport when he was waiting for my brother to pick him up. I remember. <laughs> He's like, oh, I met the president from the, that one movie you like. Fifth Element. Yes, and I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, he was there. He was nice. <laughs> but before you jump ahead to the question, I wanted to just talk about his inventions because be- before he shows up with the rules, the eggs, how everything. Is- how is that supposed to work? It doesn't make any fucking sense. The like little thing that cracks eggs for you, like you need, like that's an invention that's so unnecessary and didn't need to be invented. Yeah. Although there, there, there but are they, new ones. You notice how they you. look at each other. Like they like, but here's the thing: he's on business. Yeah, his dad isn't there. They don't have to use these crappy inventions. <laughs> they put, they have way too much faith in this man. <laughs> these inventions, right? No one's around. Like the the juicer, the like, juicer. Why does work? he have to use it? There's the like egg? that giant mixing bowl. Yeah, it's like where does he get the money to create all these prototypes? Yeah, that's why they're broke because <laughs> he's fucking. He's that's almost why. like like from Rugrats, the dad. Because remember, he Still. invents shit that doesn't really work, and every now and again something might work. But True. that's the thing. It's like you know the Reptar car worked, but we could just assume that this man's been an inventor since his son was born, and if he hasn't found a product to like that it's actually gonna like hit the market and like actually sell be profitable and his son's already in his 20s and he's the breadwinner now like at what point do you give up on your dream yeah like when did he start this dream right when do you just you know and the house regular is filled with these inventions yes and they have to use them it, it, and they it, look legit it's like bobby and peggy hill like they they have to use fucking propane even when hank's gone they, they they're too scared to like no we there's can't. the episode where they didn't use yeah i know they, they used were, charcoal he was using charcoal <laughs> <laughs> and they find out how amazing it the tastes. burgers are and was, yeah he finds a charcoal piece on the floor that's why he, he they get caught right but they're they're fucking terrified and that's how this is like i don't know it just drives me crazy that they have to use this shit when he's when he's still not around they still have to use it so but yeah okay so the rules so um those are the rules billy treats gizmo like he's so fragile yeah but i mean gizmo's pretty damn tough like he's he's not easy to kill the gremlins tried <laughs> yeah they do <laughs> and, in both films <laughs> And I don't remember. Did we see Gizmo dressed up as Rambo in this one? That's part two. No, right? that's part two. Yeah, that's part two. Yeah. I don't know why I I was like mixing my memories of both movies, and I kept waiting for him to show up dressed as Rambo, and it didn't happen. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Did I maybe the, I had the unrated version? He gets a paperclip, and then he makes a bow and air, like the the yeah. bow. That shit's fucking badass. My friend like figured how to do that, and he would make both in school. He would g- give us and all paper clips. Yeah, and they worked really well. Did you guys call him MacGyver? No, we didn't call him MacGyver, but he would always do crazy shit. He's the guy that that would build well, puppets. Where's he for at us. today? He, we ran into him at fucking Star Wars. Uh, whatever that. Remember when we went Star Wars Celebration? I Seen ran into son a of guy. A bitch who called me Chewbacca. <laughs> Did he call you Chewbacca? I don't know. Is it, no, he was the him? one when we were getting food, and I ran into oh, him. Oh, 
And I was like, yes. holy shit. And then okay, I was like, yeah, yeah that guy. That guy. He would like make. He has a accounting job. He went straight. He works for the man. Oh, yeah. Because him and I were bonding over that because I work for the county. too. <laughs> <laughs> People listening are like, what? <laughs> oh, shit. So, okay. So you can't get. Uh, they never tell you what the repercussions of each particular um, they just rule say, don't do is. It. They just say, don't do it. Yeah. Except for um, sunlight. It, the, he does say it will kill him. That's the one thing we do know that they say is. I must not have been paying attention. Yeah, because because it's a weird, scary, ominous scene. Mm-hmm. Because when she takes the picture, it freaks Gizmo the fuck mm-hmm. out, and yeah. he jumps in in the dad's arm, and he's like petting him, and then you hear the weird music, right. like all. So, is Gizmo asexual or hermaphroditic? How do you get a Gizmo, like a Mogwai? Like, does a mommy Mogwai and a daddy Mogwai <laughs> get together? Do they have sex organs? Right. Like, we just know that getting them wet causes them to reproduce. And at that moment, is he the only one that exists in the world? We don't know that either. Yeah. And if 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 he's if he is spawning from his own DNA, that would mean that every single gremlin mogwai that comes out of him should be an exact duplicate and quote and clone, but they're not. A quote? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck but he but they're not i yeah. mean a lot of them do look like exact replicas like the one that dr hansen had uh mr hansen at the high school yeah but, i mean obviously stripe was not a clone of gizmo he looks di- very distinctly different and in part two they all they look completely different yeah the goofy eyed one looks <laughs> yeah. like he's mentally retarded <laughs> yeah uh well here they had like a fat one like he was there like when they're when they do the pan because fucking what was it uh pete right mm-hmm. uh cory feldman's character one, like when he shows him he's like hey check it out look what i got mm-hmm. he's can i carry him he accidentally drops the water yes. on him and then that's when he starts because billy's out. also a painter he's an artist yes his fam his family is very you know are, are like artistic in that way they're very what is it right hemisphere left hemisphere yeah. whatever they're i mean his dad is an inventor he draws and he paints yeah so so we know so he has like the the paintbrushes and water mm-hmm. and shit like that and when when he's like screaming gizmo's mm-hmm. screaming pete covers his ears like why is he making that noise i'm like dick you fucking poured water on his ass he's, a, he's- but he doesn't he's a child Corey feldman is a child yeah and he i mean we don't we get wet it doesn't hurt us so it's not an un it, it it's it's not a stupid response for him to be like why is he making that noise like why is this bubble bubbling like, like his back bubbling like it, it, you you've never seen this creature before <laughs> yeah i guess so so i mean i'm gonna give him some grace because he's he's a child he's a yeah, kid he's an idiot he's so all of this starts because of his dumb ass yes yeah he accidentally spoke two children can started this the grandson because he sold the fucking mogwai and then now this kid short round and Feldman. Yeah. And they were the both water. in Goonies. <laughs> so the Goonies started the, the Gremlins. The Goonies started the Gremlins. Well, we are going to get a history of the Mogwai on, I think it's HBO Max. They are doing a Mogwai show. It's actually almost done now. Shut the hell up. Yeah, but it, it's animated. It's not um, I don't like live it. action. It's an animated. <laughs> You have to fucking explain that to people. Why you do that? <laughs> because you do that watched. shit all the time when we're on this show. So please explain if why you do that. Has ever watched 
<laughs> Call of the Wild Man with Turtle Man. Uh, it was this like animal. It was like this super like podunk uh, backwoods redneck hick Steve Irwin equivalent, but with a heart of gold. With, and with the best sidekick ever, was uh, Squirrel or Squirrel Man? I don't or remember the name. I don't know. But it was. It almost looks like characters invented out of South Park. <laughs> but it's hilarious, and they look so happy. And it's this Turtle Man guy. And he would always go live action, yay! <laughs> and whenever I so say, whenever anybody says the words. Live action. Anybody, me, <laughs> anytime we're talking and I mention live action, I just say, oh, they're they're doing a live action. Like when I mention that they're doing a live action Lilo and Stitch, she'll automatically go, yeah. And even if we're in like, it was Easter space. and I'm talking to my brother and she just happened to overhear me say live action. I just hear her go, yeah. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, that was such a good show. <laughs> it, it was. We actually bought that shit. So we, and we never Because you watching. have to buy it to watch it. It's yeah, not free to it's stream anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should be. Can I get the whole season? Yeah. The right? whole series for free, please? <laughs> the guy seems cool. But oh, yeah. The show is called Gremlins. Um, uh, fuck. What was it? Uh, Secrets of the Mogwai. Okay. That's what the show is. So we'll, we'll okay. probably find so out. So Corey Gremlins. Feldman. What's Gizmo? Gizmo starts multiplying. Billy's going downstairs to his dad's Beats Laboratory to, t- to tell him what just Beats happened. Laboratory? What do you mean? I'm just using the, the fun oh, term okay. for no reason. <laughs> and Step Brothers, where he keeps his drum set, he calls oh. his Beats Laboratory. He's like, I'm going to put my nuts on <laughs> your inventions. <laughs> so, um, so, don't you touch my inventions. His dad's inventing like a card shuffling Shuffler. machine which already exists yeah. and it works just fine <laughs> <laughs> he takes and he, when he walks in his dad puts a little towel over the cards yeah like, what wh- were you hiding were these naughty lady cards were these cards that had naked chicks on it or dicks on them that you had to hide the cards right what are you hiding what is you throwing a towel over just a couple book cards accomplishing <laughs> like are you ashamed you should put that towel over your face <laughs> so he tells his dad what happens and his dad is still trying to pitch and show him his block of crap and he's like you go to a job interview you forgot to shave yeah it's like it's like i think you have bigger problems if you're carrying around a block of crap I'm with you at all times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And if you forgot to shave, Ooh. are you really in big trouble? <laughs> it's a good look. I don't know. All he did was attach a shaver. That's going to be a bitch to it's use. Called a razor. Yeah, the razor is going to be a bitch to use. Because is, is it, can I remove it or is no, it attached? No, it's attached, still attached to the whole block. <laughs> so you're holding. Like I said, it's not ergonomically designed. But okay? it's the, the illogical, logical. <laughs> it is not. No, it is the illogical brought to life. It is, it is not made logical. <laughs> and while he makes the fucking, the, the, and that's when he tells him, hey, uh, 
it makes more more gremlins i mean gremlins mogwais yes they got wet he's like what so he's like oh this could be the peltzer pet like now yeah. his dad wants to like patent and market it like shit capitalize on like, it yes he's like this is because obviously his inventions are crap so now he's deciding like this is the way to go this is what's gonna make us money yeah he's like oh, i this is my so then we pan to the adorable mogwais and they are unwrapping all their christmas presents under the tree yeah. Now there's only three people in this household, right? Yeah. The mom, the dad, and the son. Yeah, we don't. Okay. See any who other the kids. fuck gifted one? Gifted somebody in that house a tiny little trumpet? <laughs> <laughs> because Gizmo's playing with a tiny trumpet, and then there's like a little tiny red car. Like you are three adults. Yeah. Who is gifting these gifts to each <laughs> other? Because they're unwrapping your gifts, right? <laughs> you don't have like strangers' gifts under these trees. Yeah, I mean, like, just these gifts made no sense. The little arcade system thing that they're playing with. I, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? Yeah, I guess that does make sense. But the rest of the stuff. Yeah, That's there's something a, toy, we'd get for a you. toy car right there. Yeah, because you got it. Because, um, no, we got Wreck It Ralph. Remember? Mm-hmm, Owen. For Owen. But, um, yeah, like that toy car. So it's like, I know, I know. They just unwrapped a bunch of goofy ass shit. Into, like, I know they're poor, but don't don't just wrap up random crap just so that you have more presents under yeah. the tree. The stocking had a, a toy robot. It did. Yeah. So it's like. W- and a bunch of walnuts. <laughs> what is this, Mexico? <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I was a kid. Yeah. We used to put oranges and peanuts in our piñatas. Okay. So it gave me flashbacks. <laughs> like walnuts Why? in the stocking. Walnuts and oranges, Why? not walnuts. Walnuts, those are expensive nuts. Okay, <laughs> I mean peanuts and, peanuts. and oranges. Peanuts and oranges. Why? Because <laughs> that's what they do in Mexico, I guess. So there's no candy. It's no, just... there's candy in there oh. too. But it's so like I guess there's so there's more stuff in there. There's oranges and peanuts. <laughs> I have a home video <laughs> where we we crush a pinata. And my cousin Eric is walking away with his hands full of oranges. Because <laughs> he loved oranges. <laughs> so for him, it was like jackpot. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? <laughs> See, honey, I know we're both technically Mexican, but, you know, you're, yeah, you're, no, Me- you, we- <laughs> you're, you're American Mexican. Yeah, okay? because you're, all the piñatas you, you that have, I we went... We do not have shared life experience. No, because all the pi- That's why, like, all the piñatas we went to fucking... For Owen's fifth birthday, I put peanuts in his piñata. <laughs> and you have no idea how many people were confused. <laughs> there were peanuts. And they're like, why is there peanuts? Like, because we Mexican, yo! Okay, the next birthday... <laughs> we do and when we have we want to put oranges and peanuts in yes it? let's okay. do that and we'll, cool ju- we, that. only you and i we're just gonna laugh <laughs> well everyone else is gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> only your family yeah my family's gonna know what's up yeah but it's based on who's there <clears throat> so okay so his dad mentions this is gonna replace the family dog and he ain't lying because the moment billy gets gizmo he forgot all about barney yeah, he, knew a shit he, about, a shit like, about he was barney. taking barney to work before like <laughs> he, he couldn't be without him and now it's like barney doesn't sleep in the bed anymore he's not no. even in his bedroom like the 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 mogwai tried to kill him and wrap him in christmas lights <laughs> yeah. very unsuccessfully they need to wrap it around his throat not around his torso that was <laughs> that was not efficient <laughs> no um, gremlins aren't that smart 
No. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. Some of them are smarter than others. They had their moments. Yeah. Um, at one point, like the family's sitting around the table and his dad is like trying to invent this hammer with hydraulics. And it's like, dude, the nail gun already exists. Yeah. This is, so, this is so this is so unnecessary. You know who also invented a stupid hammer that didn't work? Who? The crazy purple neighbor in Doug. Because he also invented like, an, like, I think it was like, maybe it wasn't the hammer, but it was like a self-nailing nail. What you ever watched fuck? that episode of Doug? <clears throat> because he I was also a that. wacky inventor. I thought he was just rich, so he always bought all the, the high-end gadgets. Like he was I like feel the, like he invented that. Really? Because it's like, I, I know, I, I always felt like he was rich, so he loved buying all the latest state-of-the-art. Like he would, like... Like sharper image existed in that mm-hmm. universe, and he'd go and buy every, all the tech. Like that's right. what he loved. He loved all the tech. I mean, that's what you'd be doing if we didn't have kids. Yeah, it was just like buying all the tech. Like, oh, look at this, you know. So, I I don't know. I, I we would have to watch Doug again because it's been a while since I watched it. So, fucking, I don't know. But it's like, but before, like, I mean, I don't know where you're going. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> But okay. we we have another scene where he's he he like picks up a cake because they're walking and this is where like you find out she hates Christmas. Yeah, but she doesn't, and give... it gets really dark. Well, she says some fucked up shit. Well, first you see some carolers. While people are opening up their presents. Other people are opening up their wrists. Yeah, like, like what? The she's fuck? super emo. Yeah, she's fucking emo. She like based on this film, like in the eighties, like they should have given like her like that side case. swept bang. Yeah, she should have looked like the fucking basket case from uh, Breakfast Club. This tonight will be the night <laughs> that I will die for you. Seriously, she's fucking dark. And then there's carolers are singing along. I just, I, I mean, you said you've done gone caroling, right? I have gone caroling. Okay. Because <laughs> when I'm watching that, there's two old people just in arms watching the carolers, mm-hmm. like. Do you just sing one song? No, we sing multiple songs. So, like, what if, like, okay, me, like, I, if I'm, you know, say there's carolers, I'm that couple right there, you and I. I mean, I'm gonna be like after one song, I'll be like, I want to go inside. Like, it's really cold. Yeah, that old lady was not wearing stockings. Her legs are bare. Yeah, but these, that's the thing. Like, uh, is it rude to just be like, just walk in? Like, or do you I have wouldn't to st- even open the door. I just like be looking through the window. Yeah, but it's like, at what point do they get the hint to be like, hey, we should go? <laughs> and how do these Christmas carolers like know what houses are safe to knock at and start caroling? It's not like Halloween where it's like, look for the pumpkin. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, they have Christmas lights. It's safe. We could go over there and disrupt them in the middle of the night and start singing. They're going to come out. Yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah she's all fucking dark and then so but it, yeah it's because it's the same night after he drops her off and they like have their conversation it's when he sees that the fucking grim the mogwais they're hopping mm-hmm. in the box he's like what's what's up you guys hungry or something and then he goes to the fridge and he feeds them chicken if they're so poor how did they have like 20 piece 20 drumsticks <laughs> of chicken and was, in their fridge for a household of three people and they were like why do you have that much leftovers see and it's but that's the thing they're leftovers right but they don't look like leftovers it looks like a full fresh plate of it, it, okay you and i have very different standards for food what do you mean <laughs> that did not look like a fresh plate no 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 not fresh but what i'm saying that chicken look bland. it's like <laughs> yeah but what i'm saying is like leftovers it would have been like 
four pieces or whatever. It looks like she made it all and then just put and it in the fridge. And no fucking, one ate it. And she just put it in the fridge. There's like 20 drumsticks <laughs> on that plate. That's and what then I'm there's saying. like a tomato hooked up to this like electric machine. Is that tomato powering their whole refrigerator? <laughs> this is the invention he needs to stand behind. It's powering the whole fridge. <laughs> and it hasn't exploded or nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's keeping everything chilled and cold. It is. But that's the thing. It's a whole plate of chicken that she just made and put it in the fridge. No one fucking enjoyed it for dinner. Well, Billy was out with fucking cake. He really likes bologna sandwiches. Who, Billy? Because there's he's eating a bologna sandwich upstairs. So motherfucker wouldn't eat the chicken. That's why the the mom is fucking crying. Why is she buying so much chicken? <laughs> Your husband's out of town. Your son eats bologna sandwiches. You're cooking for you. It's why she's depressed. Because remember earlier in the and in, in the in, when she's like, "What's what's wrong, mom? You crying?" She's like, this "Oh, nothing." Is this movie sad? But clearly something's you know bothering her. I've said those exact words to my child when I was sad. I'm like, "Oh, I was just watching something sad. That's yeah. why I'm sad." She's depressed because no one eats her chicken. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> There's a, so that's why she she has this longing to like make this full cooked meal, but the husband's never never home. So that's why she's sad because the husband's gone half the time. The son is well, out. And if about. she had a job, she wouldn't have time to be sad. She'd be busy <laughs> making income for her family. Seriously, instead she has her son out there working. What is she? She's just chilling at home. Yeah, crying. So and- after Billy multiplies the mogwais, he goes to. The high school where um, Corey Feldman attends and he goes to this teacher, Mr. Hansen, and he demonstrates the effect of water on the Mogwai, dupli- clones a gizmo. Oh, yeah, and yeah, gives yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Um, we see in a scene that it is 2.20 in the morning to be exact. Yeah. Um, so, so that night. Yeah. After he eats. And the Mogwai steals his bologna sandwich. I guess people in this town only eat bologna sandwiches. It's so depressing. But why did he leave without eating his sandwich? Like taking his Because food? he ate the chips instead. He's like, oh, I'll take the chips and just leaves a whole fucking sandwich. He took a bite and said, ah, fuck this. I'm out of here. I don't need the sandwich. Like who leaves their food behind? Okay. Who works at the school till 2.20 in the morning? <laughs> and he goes to school the, the same day. Yeah. Like, how is he not tired? Does he not have a family? Right. Is your wife not wondering why you're not home yet? Right. <laughs> but it's 2.20 in the morning. Yeah. And the gizmo clone. We literally clone, paused it, rewound it yes. just to look at the time on the clock. And he eats a sandwich. So yeah. we know that you definitely cannot feed them between two between midnight and three in the morning. Yeah. Because they'll turn into a gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> you got to feed them after three in the morning. That's just that three that three hour window. Yeah, it's that three hour window. You can't feed them between twelve and the devil's hour. No. <laughs> and so, um, okay, so that happens, and then so they turn after they eat. So I guess that the eating after midnight is what triggers them to mutate. But when they turn into like they when they're in their cocoon, what they call it, they look like those pod things from the movie Alien. Yeah. Like, they're creepy looking, and they're really slimy. Like, the facehuggers would come out of that, basically. Yes, exactly. And then, like, um, Dad's out of town again. Yeah, but this time he's somewhere cool, though, at least. He is. He he calls his family from, like, uh, a phone booth that has a seat, and um, there's a freaking time machine <laughs> in the back. Yeah, and the that time, time machine. And I'm like... I feel like I've seen that before, but I can't remember where I've seen that before. <laughs> like, I want to say Doctor Who, but that feels wrong. <laughs> like, where have I seen this particular 
looking time machine. Yeah. Um. So where, where have I seen this particular type of time machine? <laughs> From the time machine. Well, yeah. So like, where have I seen the time machine? No, that's the movie, the time machine. Who's in that? Well, technically there's two. I don't know who the actors are from the old 60s film, but then okay. they did a remake with Guy Pierce and um Guy Pierce. Orlando Jones is in it too. Is Guy Pierce the sexy Bond? Guy Pierce. No, that's, no, that's Pierce Brosnan. No, Guy Pierce was, was he was in Memento. Um that's honestly that's all I can remember him Memento. from. Memento. Yeah. Is that the one with uh, Jennifer Connelly and uh Damon Wayans? What? That's a Darren Aronofsky film too, no? No, you're Marlon Wayans. I'm like Damon Wayans. My bad. <laughs> what are them brothers? Um, no, uh, there. Yeah, no, but uh, Memento's Chris Nolan. You know what? I've never seen Memento. You haven't? I have it on DVD. I just haven't watched it because I have like a box set of Darren yeah. Aronofsky films, but I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Plus, we don't have a DVD player anymore, so. Let's see, Guy Pierce. Um, Guy Pierce. That sounds so familiar to me. Yeah, he was in Memento, L.A. Confidential. No, that doesn't help. Hurt Locker. Nope. The Time Machine. Nope. Here, I'll just show you. Is he sexy? I mean, I think you'll find him sexy. Here. I find you sexy. Okay, that's so far away. (laughs) 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 You're like six feet away from me. Okay, I'll just Google Guy Pierce. Yeah, you could easily do that. You have a phone. I do. Guy. So they did a remake. Is, he, is this Guy Edward Pierce, Australian actor? Is that him? I don't know. I don't know his middle name. I just see Guy and Pierce. Let no, I don't think he's sexy. Let, let me see. Hold on. Let me press images. Mm, let me see. Make sure. No. Yeah, that's Guy Pierce. No, he doesn't do it for me. I mean, I guess maybe he's, young him by conventional know. standards. Like he's attractive. Like he has a nice, he has a strong chiseled jaw, and but I don't know. Yeah, well, he's the, not my the remake of uh, the Time Machine, they still based it back in like the olden days because that's how like it, it works better for the time travel and shit. So the Time Machine looks very similar to the same one that you saw, but that was literally. A recreation of okay. the old. I mean, it probably was the time machine prop because in you that know, scene, he gives me he 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 reminds me of um the brother in that uh supernatural show. Oh, with the long hair with the long hair. Okay. Yeah, he reminds me of that guy. Yeah, well, because it, it, in that scene also, there's there's a guy in like this motorized cart with a broken leg driving around. That's Spielberg. He's actually in it. In what movie? In the in this one, Gremlins, in that scene with all the Steven Spielberg is in the movie. In, in Gremlins, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, so there's. Why did a, you point it out to me? Because I wanted to bring it up. Because it's like you kept wanting to talk, and I kept saying, "Stop, save it for the show." <laughs> <laughs> so there's a scene okay. where when the dad's on the phone and it pulls out, you can see the time machine in the background. There's a guy oh, on a motorized yes! cart that drives yes! around. That's, I did see that. That's Steven Spielberg, and I'm like, "What the hell invention is that?" <laughs> Why would anybody need that? Well, he has a broken leg, so it kind of fucking helps it's him. It's called a wheelchair. Yeah, he had. He ha- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't need that. That takes up way more space. But this is motorized. Like, it's more fun. It's okay, in a wheelchairs car. can motorize <laughs> more fun, too. I guess. Yeah. 
<laughs> it just reminded me of uh, uh we were uh, at my school with my coworker. We're having lunch, right? And we had this whole table. To How ourselves. are you at school with a coworker? You mean well, a classmate? At the school where I work. Oh. Context. You know what I'm talking about. I obviously didn't. Context, please. Context. So I'm at work. He works at a school. At a, at a college. And uh, we're having lunch. He's and not a student. All, so these also, are not there's classmates. students there and shit like that. And I'm there with my coworker. And we have this whole table to ourselves. And there's a student. With a who, badass wheelchair. It, it's a motorized wheelchair, right? Okay. And, he, and he's looking around the scene where he could put his food down to eat. And my buddy, because he always <laughs> tries to be fucking nice and all this shit. <laughs> like, he moves the chair. He's like, hey, man, you, you, you sit here. Just sit here. And he looks at him and goes, no. <laughs> and drives off. <laughs> he's like all right <laughs> i just started laughing i'm gonna say what you fucking nerds <laughs> i know oh my god you're trying to be nice and this guy's like fuck you i want to sit with you <laughs> see that's a common misconception that that people with disabilities are nice some of them are assholes when i went to citrus college there was a blind girl with a dog and she was such a bitch to her dog really yeah oh, that's fucked up. like her dog's name was francesca i don't even remember the blind chick's name but i remember the dog's name and the dog's <laughs> name was francesca and she would like put the dog make the dog sit underneath her desk even though there was room next like in the aisle to put her yeah in. she would have her sit under her desk and then she'd like put her feet on her and like step on her and like we'd be like oh is she hungry she's like no she doesn't need to eat and i'm like well this bitch eats she's fat <laughs> like a fucking dog can't eat but you can eat like can you i'm like i know you're blind but can you feel that you're that you're fine? like um i remember <laughs> in high school we at, at our high school we had a girl that was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and um I remember we were right before class because like we're we're all hanging out before the bell rings to go in right. class for, and she's she's on her wheelchair and where the pavement is there's a little kind of curbish Drop. and then there's all like the grass and shit to the next building and I guess she was too so it's far. not an inclined curb it's one of those no. that just drops off yeah like a little bit where the grass mm-hmm. would be in a tree next to the okay. building her wheel went too far I guess off and caused her to tilt. And oh. she fell, and she ate shit bad. And there's myself. Could she feel it? Which part of her ate the shit? <laughs> what? Well, you said she was in a wheelchair. So, like, did she eat shit oh. but hit her legs? It's like, because that wouldn't matter. She can't feel them. <laughs> or did she hit know. her top part of her body? <laughs> The point is, she fell. Okay. So myself, one of my, like a few of us, were all there who are talking. And we're you're like, concerned. Oh shit! So let's go help her yeah. up. And as we're about to start helping her up, my buddy Lewis, we're like trying to lift. She's like, "Leave me alone! I could do it myself." And we're like, and, and Lewis is like, "All right, well, fuck you then." <laughs> we're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> we're like, "We're just trying to help." It was literally like that scene. I know that it's scary like scary movie. Yes, <laughs> with the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> he's like i'll do it myself and then he's like struggling and that's what it was like and this was before fucking that movie scary movie and but we're just like why she yell at us we're trying to help her but i don't know she got fucking mad at us that we wanted i i i don't in my memory i don't know how she got up i don't remember that that like washed away because you you guys were like fuck her at that point you didn't watch her get up so you didn't even know she could still be there right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's where she died. <laughs> That's where she passed. 
<laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> but yes, Steven Spielberg, broken leg in that cart. And he really did have like a fucked up leg. He was wearing a cast. So that was, but yeah, he's, there's a cameo. There's also the robot from the original Lost in Space. That robot looked familiar to me, but I couldn't like. Yeah. I couldn't. That, that was the robot from the original Lost okay. in Space. Or Forbidden Planet. I'm sorry, not Lost in Space. It was Forbidden Planet. I believe that's what the film was called. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, uh, okay. But that but that ro- that robot looked really familiar. I was thinking Doctor Who, but I wasn't sure. No, that would be the fucking, those exterminate da- the guys. The Dilek. De- Dilicks, Dilicks. Yeah. Something with a D. And licks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so yeah. So, the dad's out of town and he calls. Yes, he does. And it, like, keeps panning to the family and then it pans back to the dad. And at one point, the time machine that's behind him is gone. Yeah, it So, that time machine worked. Yeah, exactly. That's an invention that works because the people are like, what the fuck? I love that. And it's like, it's just a hidden, uh, like, not hidden, but. And a- I've never noticed it. Oh, you've never noticed I that? Never no- <laughs> this, I never Like I said, I because I've seen this movie so many times, yeah. I've, I've never watched it objectively. I've just relied kind of on memory and nostalgia. So, watching it, because I knew we were going to talk about it, I'm watching it like I'm, like, I was studying the film. Yeah. Pretty much. So this was the first time I ever noticed that. No. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's, um, so he's calling and then we, we do, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but we do cut to the, the, the fucking, the bank. And again, the bitch shows up and she just cuts everybody off. And she literally just says, here, deposit this. She cuts in line. Yeah. And like the whole town's afraid. You know, for does she like own the bank? Does she have special privilege? Yeah. Like how did no one say anything? Or does she own all the property, the real estate? But you know for a fact, if fucking that was today, somebody would have been filming that shit. And they would have been like, let's cancel her fucking ass. Like, look, who's this lady? Who's this better, better? They would have put her ass on there. So, yeah. So. At that point, because Billy's not home, he he's oh that that's why Billy's Billy's at, the the husband's Billy's out of at town. work. Supporting the his the family. teacher, it's school's happening. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I don't know when he teacher's slept. teaching. Yeah, and then that's when the cuckoos start hatching. Yes, and when they start hatching, there's this fucking the Fog. music plays with cats, like the Jellicle cats. No. The Jellicle cats don't sing, right? No, they do. They <laughs> the, 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 all they do is freaking <laughs> sing. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have my memory. Huh? <laughs> I hate you so much. I fucking forced all of my, my wife and my friends for all of us to go watch Cats. <laughs> there was the new Star Wars or Cats. And I said, let's go see Cats. Because I heard it was terrible to watch. But by the time we saw it, they already fixed all the issues with it. Because you like pussies. <laughs> but no, it's just like a weird. I'll I'll get the audio and I'll play it at this point. So the audience knows what the fuck I'm talking about. But when the things are up and you hear like. You know what? I didn't pick up on that. Oh, I remember. Okay. I heard the chime, but I don't remember hearing the And cats. they're like cat. Like it's just someone sampled fucking cats.
and that's when everything's like opening it's it's like green lights the fog and the teacher's the first one to be like what the fuck because he, he and he dismisses his whole class yeah and no one questions it yeah. like nobody questioned like 20 25 30 some odd teens just hanging out in the hallway to come check in <laughs> but like and mr hansen is there a reason you dismissed every from the class like why didn't he pull the fire alarm to make it like you know uh less suspicious that he just kicked everybody out of the classroom yeah. like, and it's so scary and dark it's it daytime yet it's dark in that classroom like it's night. And here's another thing. Shouldn't have all those students been on winter break? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's Christmas Eve by that point, right? Or it's Christmas Something like it's either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Didn't they have Christmas break back then too? Yeah, because it doesn't it the time doesn't Those kids should not have been in school. No, they shouldn't have. <laughs> Oh shit! I've never noticed that. That doesn't. Wow! Holy shit! You're right because it, it is. But if they were on Christmas break, then was Billy going to be able to take? He wouldn't have been able to take the um, gizmo. See that? To that's the how they work it, and and mm -hmm. we're we're not gonna catch it because you know that's the one thing in the beginning of the film. School's happening and everybody's in school. Yet at, at one point you have the the peak. He's going around delivering trees. Who's and he's, Pete? Pete is Corey Feldman. I'll just okay. say Corey Feldman. Yes, please. He's dressed as a tree, and he's delivering their their, their, their tree as a fucking tree. Does that make sense? He's working while all the other kids are... Because there's a school bus going around, the kids are playing... It's a very convincing tree outfit. I, it would, like, boggle my mind. That's, like, Lord of the Rings shit, that you just see these trees walking. Because <laughs> you cannot see him in that suit. No, you can't. It's so good. <laughs> we got to make that for Owen. <laughs> But in the begin, right in the beginning of the movie, the kids are playing in the snow, and you hear the music, Christmas in the snow, man, na, 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 that fucking famous Christmas song. And Christmas. See, you you don't know how to do melodies. You ruin all songs. No, I don't. Yes, you do. That wasn't even close to the melody. Yeah, it was. Do, 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 Christmas. Do, 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 Christmas. That's exactly what I no, did. No, that's not what you yeah, did at all. that's what not I did. Not even a little bit. I am the best. <laughs> you know when you see like on those radio shows, I guess this song and the melody's way off? That's you. <laughs> Every time. I used to do Every that time. shit on K-Rock. They would have Omar sing songs and he was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> they had I can to figure totally it out relate. for tickets. That, that's, that's you but to us. In that beginning part, the kids they're they're snow fucking snowballs and shit, and mm -hmm. the bus shows up, and they all get on the bus. Mm -hmm. And yet Pete has to work, so I question like, is does Pete didn't even have school? Then later on, he's delivering trees, so he's like supporting his family too. <laughs> <laughs> but then we cut to he's in school where he shouldn't. No one should be in school. You're right because it's like even the the. Mom, At what point did Corey Feldman stop being blonde? When he was blonde, um. I he wasn't he had, like brown hair. He was uh, like a dirty blonde in Gremlins. He had blondish brown hair in Goonies. I don't remember blonde. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how you're like, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to die on this. Part. All right. Well, anyways, so the Gremlin it, it obviously is out and he's like, oh, hey, buddy. Uh, 
come on he's a you hungry guy like he's like trying to talk to the fucking gremlin like it's a like he doesn't know what it is but he's talking to it like it's a person well he talks to it the way we talk to our dogs our dogs don't understand us either but we talk to them yeah that's true because we're talking to ourselves it's comforting us yeah while comforting he's like, come on guy he's like you want something to eat he's like i'm sorry i gave you that blood shot. and then this is this must be where snickers came up with their slogan <laughs> Where that's like, you're not you when you're hungry. Yeah. Because <laughs> he puts a Snickers for the gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> now, does he bite his hand? Is that what's happening? Well, <laughs> Billy is a terrible friend. He came and cursed this man with this creature and then didn't even call the police when this man is presumably dead. <laughs> like, just no, he didn't check for a pulse. He didn't, like, kick his, like, leg or body to be like, Mr. Hansen, are you, are you still alive? Like, he didn't pull his body to make sure his head was attached. Nothing. We're pr- presumably this man is dead. Yeah. And Billy didn't care. He didn't give two shits about him. No, he reached for the phone and the fucking gremlin swiped his hand and scratched And he his- couldn't reach for the phone later? <laughs> There's only one phone in the whole school. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And he, he he just called his mom. Yeah. Which I understand. But it's like secondary call to the, cl- to the police. Hey, there's a, like, a, there's a body here. here. <laughs> Come send some ambulance. Some kid could be there after school, walk by and be like, what the fuck? You're right. And okay, you're going to tell me that this... This this man who looks presumably healthy, okay? This 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 man could not take on one single mogwai, but his mom in like a matter of like two minutes killed three? Yeah, she the killed stay three. at home mom? What is she like doing Jane Fonda while her husband's at the conventions <laughs> and his son her son's at work and right? she's doing aerobics in her living room that she's so strong and agile and fearless that she just she she kills one with her mixer with the microwave and then she stabs one to death. Like yeah. if this had been the mom and Chucky, Chucky would not have stood a chance. Fuck she would have no. killed that damn doll. Yeah, she, she she was tough. She had she had final girl energy. Exactly. Cause right away she knows, oh, there's that thing is in the spinner. Turn it on. Boom. Bam. Killed it. Next one starts throwing it. What does she do? She picks up the the, the like the, the those TV uh, trays. TV dinner uh, tables. Trays, whatever. Ladies. And fucking right away. Boom. Mm-hmm. Shield. Holding the knife. Walking forward. Gets close enough. Stabs Bam. it. The other one sprays it in she the face. She took care of business with the Pam. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. And the only reason the other one got the upper hand is because she was tree. tricked. She was tricked thinking it was in the fucking. The, um, I have a question. The stocking. So, the gremlins use the word caca. Yeah. Now, I'm Mexican-American. Caca Spanish to me. Yeah. So, these gremlins are born with an inherent knowledge of, like, multi-languages? Yeah. Do, do, like um, minions. Do, do Americans or, or white people or people who speak English, do they refer to poop as caca? I don't know. I don't even know that. Yeah, in, in, in Spanish, I, I mean, we call it caca, but yeah. we speak Spanish. I speak Spanish. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> well, because we don't speak Spanish. I speak Spanish. I do. You think you speak Spanish. I do. Saying All things the- with an accent does not make it Spanish. <laughs> Every time he calls my mom or, or answers the phone from, and, and it's my mom who's calling, he goes, hello? I'm like, that's still an English word. <laughs> Saying it like that doesn't it's suddenly in, turn it into a Spanish, Spanish word. Hello? It's in Spanish. I'm no, it isn't. <laughs> Like it's like it's not like you're like hello and she's like I, she's like Santos oh hello oh Santos okay it's still an English word 
Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Well, <laughs> you know the one thing we forgot? Billy's at work, right? It's strict. Like, mm-hmm. they mentioned, like, oh, you almost lost your job, all that shit earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, when the teacher, before he dies, he calls him, hey, Billy, it hatched. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll be there right there. Like, he, he's able to just leave work randomly and go meet him at the school. Like, like how how does he have that freedom? When he almost killed the old lady, dog bit it, all this shit. He's the only one providing. He up and just leaves We've work. We've established that this family's really irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. They're hella irresponsible. <laughs> I mean, look at that. He left the fucking gremlin with this guy and okay. killed so, him. Okay, so the gremlins have hatched. And yeah. he calls mom to warn her. The gremlins, like, they know how to turn on the record player. They're playing like Christmas music. And and that's so eerie. Because it's like, do you hear, lady? Are you healing these gremlins all over your house? Do you hear what we hear? <laughs> that song used to scare me as a kid. I love Christmas music. But this song always made me think of gremlins. Because that's like, it's just randomly playing. Like, yeah, they it's put... It's a trigger. Exactly. And it's all, do you hear what I hear? So the house is... It's daytime. Yeah. The house is like pretty well lit. But then there's moments where it looks like she's completely in shadows. I don't know. There's there's moments where I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I feel like they should be like sensitive to the light. Like they shouldn't be able to just roam the house so freely because it's daytime. Yeah, the lights are on in the kitchen. They are. How How is it not affecting them? That's weird. Know. But here's another thing that's like a movie trope. Yeah. In movies, anytime there's something in the microwave, it completely explodes. Yeah. Which, granted, there are things that explode in microwaves. But if you were to put a living thing in the microwave, it wouldn't make it explode within two minutes. Um, what microwaves do is they use like radiation to draw moisture. So what they're doing is like they're they're dehyd- they're pulling the moisture out. So you would actually get like third degree burns at, all over your body because the, your moisture in you is like um, it, it's steaming and it's heating up. So yeah. it's causing you to have this burn. It wouldn't just explode. Not definitely not in no two minutes. It's not an egg. So it's like it's it's a trope where like in movies when the car blows up, they shoot at it. Boom. You know, yes. and stuff like that. It's a microwave like mm-hmm. only in a film whatever's in there is gonna explode. explode because there's like other movies where they put something in there yeah and it and just they run off and they need it to blow up or it's I, like when they did the remake of last house on the left and they put that one pervert's head in the microwave it explodes that would not happen i never seen that film I the original seen, or the remake yeah never i've seen, seen both because i'm a big fan yeah but there's another film where like they throw a bunch of pots and pans in the microwave it's like even in an urban legends, they put the dog in the microwave and the dog explodes. Really? Yeah. I never really seen that. You movie. never saw that movie? I've seen some scenes. That's a good movie. I saw that. I think it's because Pacey was in it, and I was just like, there was a time where I'm like, I, I was like a the huge guy. fan of Dawson's Creek. He dies in it. That'd have been all the more reason for you to watch it. I didn't know that. I just remember there's that goth, the girl who wasn't goth, but she was goth in the film, like that actress. I don't remember. Yeah, and then like because she's like Tara Reed's in it before. She- you know, pre-plastic surgery Tara Reid where she like looks very youthful and like a little chubby. But I thought she was gorgeous in this film. Tara Reid. Which one's Tara Reid? Is that the one? Sharknado. Oh, oh, Tara yeah. Big Lebowski. She plays Bunny. I don't remember in that. Yeah, I was watching that the other day. But uh, no, there's this scene like in the beginning, the, this the, the main girl. Mm-hmm. I guess she's the final, the final girl. girl. She walks into uh, her 
dorm room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And oh, Danielle and she, from uh, Halloween. Yes, yes. And she's like having yes. sex or something. She's mm-hmm. like, don't turn on the lights or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then when she's getting murdered, she's she like, she doesn't turn on the lights. Fine, I won't mm-hmm. look. Mm-hmm. Or, I know. Yeah. So like, that's a good movie. I, I just remember it. that and like. I know the Pacey dies with the the neck thing, right? Yes. On top, like, uh huh. It's all like urban legends things, right? Who's that's, killing them? That's that. That's the yeah. That's what I'm saying. Legend. It's like they're all. I, well, I know you that. find that's out one of the that. chicks, one of the friends, is the one who's killing them, because, um, as it turns out, two of the girls in the very beginning were based on an urban legend we're doing like this like prank on a guy who was driving, and that caused him to get in an accident and die. Yeah. So this girl to plot like she planned her revenge against these people using urban legends because it was based on this urban legend prank that caused her fiance to die. So now she's going to kill them using urban legends. Because because I know in the beginning of the film, some girls getting gassed, right? Because it's like, yes. Like, and then Brad Dorif. Yeah, that's who the I'm like. There's someone attendant. famous that plays the gas station. OK, that was Brad Dorf. There mm-hmm. we go. Vo- the, uh, Chucky. Yeah, the voice of Chucky. Yes. Who was uh, the original choice to play the Joker in Tim Burton's Batman? That is correct. But the studio was like, nah, we need someone more star power. Yeah. That sucks. He would have been great, though. Yeah, he would have been amazing. I'm a big fan. Yeah, for anybody look- who doesn't like, he's had acting roles too. Um, he was also in um, one Mississippi the, Burning one and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo's Nest, yeah, yeah, he was amazing. But he he could have been the his career would have went somewhere else if he would have been allowed to play the Joker. Yeah. But fucking nah, they're like Warner Brothers, like nope, let's get someone bigger. And they had Jack Nicholson. But, yeah. Anywho's anyways, so, yeah, <laughs> we're okay. talking about we're Billy at the school calls to warn his mother. Um, doesn't call the police. No. He goes to his parent to his mother's house to go save her. Still doesn't call the police. They he leaves her with some neighbors. Yes, doesn't say hey. Doesn't call tell the police. them to call the police. No, just tend her. I guess because everybody's acknowledged that their police force consists of two people who do nothing. <laughs> so there's just there's, there's there's no point. <laughs> yeah, and at that and he still doesn't even go to the police because he runs to the YMCA. Yeah, because he he chases. Uh, the la- the the he one doesn't grim- go, he doesn't go to the YMCA. He's chasing uh, Stripe. Yeah, and Stripe had broken to the YMCA. Yeah, that's true because Billy does help kill one gremlin when he get when he saves water the mom. Helps water makes the multiply right. Yeah. What is snow? Frozen water. Shouldn't uh-huh. he have started multiplying the moment he stepped outside into the snow? Oh shit! You're right. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> right know, it's like water could could be steam gas solid and liquid like they didn't and the, snow is just a solid form of i guarantee water. you there was someone on set after the fact saying like brought that up and they just said shut the, shut fuck, the fuck up because <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened with ben affleck on on armageddon yeah, that's exactly what i was thinking of <laughs> where he told them why would they why would it be easier to train um oil drillers to be astronauts than it would be to train astronauts to be oil drillers? yeah and you just told him shut the fuck up <laughs> yep 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 it's probably what happened spielberg just said you know what shut the fuck up and Stripe must have this unbelievable tolerance for pain because Gizmo looked like a typical woman giving birth when his back was bubbling. And 
stripe jumped into a pool and immediately started multiplying into all these gizmos. I, I mean, not gizmos, into all these gremlins. Yeah. And I guess based on your current uh, state of metamorphosis, when you're when you clone yourself and are multiplying yourself, that they're, they're gonna look like whatever you look like at that state. Yeah. So they don't bubble out of his back and they're mogwise and still need to yeah. go through a cocoon process they're, they're they're gonna immediately be gremlins because he's a gremlins when he he was a gremlin when he multiplied yeah i feel like that scene because it's in the pool i feel like there should be there should have been way more gremlins but did you see that movie theater there was way there's a ton but of gremlins. what i'm saying i feel like there should be like 15 of those theaters filled with those gremlins because every time another gremlin popped out of him that gremlin's getting wet because they're all he's in the pool he's sunk to the bottom i don't know so as another gremlin we've established that they make theological logical in this movie okay (laughs) that's why they kept saying that line because they're trying to tell the people look don't try to make sense of this yeah because it ain't gonna yeah and i know we're trying to (laughs) because we keep bringing up how look we love this movie I enjoy it, but we're try- we're destroying the fuck out of this film. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay. that's when we we we're, we go back to Dick Miller, uh, the Who's neighbor, Dick Miller, the neighbor, the oh. the because because that was the thing when we, we were drunk, we left that part out where he's drunk at the they said. Why'd him you home. say when we were drunk? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I said we we forgot that scene where he where yeah I did say when we were drunk. Okay, that that because that's an important part. Because we have a little, a bit of a for, I guess foreshadowing. Yes, it's it's when he's yes. drunk and and Phoebe's like, hey, that you got to go home, and he's gonna drive, he's gonna try to drive home. He's like, nah, I'm gonna walk home. He didn't drive a vehicle to to the bar, mind you. He it looks like he drove his plow, yeah, to the bar. Exactly. Maybe he's a snow plow. That's- well, he's just really shitty at his job because none of the streets are plowed in this movie. That's why he's at a fucking bar getting drunk. But right there. <laughs> He starts talking about gremlins. Gremlins. Like, he knows, hey, gremlins at the war. They Movie were, title. They moment. destroyed. Because I know the gremlins came from a Disney short. There was a Disney short about gremlins that were destroying a plane. And it was, like, from World War II or whatever like that. And that's I know where what they you're got, talking about. Yeah, that's where they got the idea to write the script but make it dark, right? Because mm-hmm. And and um, there 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 is, a, in the original script, Billy's mom gets her head chopped off. Good lord. Gets decapitated. Oh wow. So yeah, there's a darker version to this, but the, obviously Spielberg said, like, let's lighten it up a bit. Um but yeah, so so we we get that little foreshadowing. So later on, like when he's right there with his wife and the TV goes on the fritz, out of nowhere, like I mean, when the gremlins start attacking, it gets fucking like scary and dark, like adult. It was very critters. Yes. Where all of a sudden, like, all these people have these cr- the gremlins all over their bodies. And yeah. nobody's helping anybody. No. All, everybody's fending for themselves. Yeah, because Every it's like, for one, they, they drive a, a tractor the tra- or the plow mm-hmm. into their house. Yep. And it literally looks like they just fucking got squashed. Like, they yeah. just got destroyed. Presumably, killed. they died. Yeah. Because even when the cop gets the calls and he's like, the Futterman's? Like, it is sus- he's, it's yeah. somber. And at that point, Billy finally goes to the cops. But the cops don't even care. No. Because they like, even when they show him, they show them. There's a Santa being attacked by gremlins. And the, and the guy in the passenger seat's like, like, like can we go now? Yeah. 
It's like, we're not going to do anything. We have guns, but we're not going to use them. Yeah. And then the, the Santa, poor guy. Like, the like and, like, I know they're attacking him, but were they eat, they're eating them? Because when the when the pastor or the father, whatever, priest, mm-hmm. he's putting his mail, it gets that's spit not out. The, that's not the pastor. Yes. The pastor's mail gets spit out. And then, yeah, another, and then citizen, another guy comes Mr. By. Anderson. Yeah. The one that said, like, oh, that'll do it. He goes and puts his mail in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and he pulls his arm. Who puts their hand in the mailbox? Yeah, see that I don't know. Nobody does that. But is it eating his arm? Is it biting his arm? See, that's the thing. Like they like biting hands because yeah. that's how they got Mister Hanson. Exactly, but Hanson. Are- <laughs> <laughs> but are they eating Santa? That's the thing, and and then mm-hmm. that's when we see. Oh, here we go. What the the bitch, the evil town, the Karen of the town. That's when she's riding her little fucking her her stairmobile. Yeah, and all right, you, you got to help me understand this, okay? okay? Uh, well, one, I'm. Ha- she's the only person in this whole film that I'm happy to to see get killed, to get offed. Yeah, <laughs> you're like to get unalive. Yeah, because it's like there you go, one thousand ways to die, right? Because mm-hmm. this is like, oh, she's a bitch. Uh-huh. She's evil. She mm-hmm. wanted to kill a dog, so I'm happy to see her die. But when she hears Carol, that ball would not have killed her. I mean, unless she hit her head, maybe. Yeah, like based on how she landed, if she fucking slammed her head on that, that snow looked really soft. It was not compacted snow. Nobody's driven over. Everybody walks in that town. No snow plows went by. Yeah, that's true. She survived but, it. But she obviously she died. But we don't know that. The gremlins are are outside caroling. So she thinks yes. they're killers, right? Yes. And then she opens the door, she sees them, she freaks the fuck out, this and that. I'm, and she starts screaming, I'm not ready. I'm yeah, not ready. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. I have that written there. What is I'm she like, what, what is you, that? Yeah. Like they're here for like, me. Like has she been like having premonitions or dreams that she's gonna die and like this is the moment and it's like coming to fruition and she's like I'm not ready. See that's the one thing that that right there for me is the first time ca- hearing like catching that. Yeah. Where she because it's also too we have the subtitles and yeah she's saying oh they're here for me they're here for me I'm not ready I'm not ready and that's why I was trying to figure out like does she think that's death like those are not demons? it is literally death knocking at her door. <laughs> And then when she gets on the chair, it malfunctions and sends her ass It didn't out. malfunction. They, like, messed with the wires. Yeah. And, it, like, you see it sparks. Yeah. And then, poof, it shoots her out. And then the cops see her fly out. The The gremlins also cut the brake wires on the, the cops' vehicle. While they're watching Santa. Yes. While they're not helping Santa. <laughs> they're just watching. And From the safety of their vehicle. Exa- and he puts up the window. When he's yes, like he saying, rolls up the window. Santa is saying, help me, help me. And he just rolls up the window. Like, doesn't help him whatsoever. Like, these cops are fucking terrible. They're so terrible at their job. So when we see them go, fine. I'm, I'm happy with those guys that they're gone too. We don't know they died. They were wearing their seatbelts. Yeah, that's true. The, the the truck exploded because it caused the truck to crash into a building. Yeah. They they like they they sideswipe a truck that causes which causes them to like um go like to flip upside down yeah and then that makes the truck crash into a building it explodes because the gremlin watches it laughing right and then we cut to a bar where for some reason Kate decides to continue working Wait, mind you she's a volunteer there she doesn't even get paid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but she's so devoted to her job and hates her life so much that she's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're- there's nobody at home. My dad's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> but why? How? At the moment the gremlin showed up, you're telling me she decided to start serving them? 
Like, why did she run off scared? Everybody else took off running. She's the only one. This is such an odd shaped bar because when she finally got a chance to get away, she had to climb over the bar to exit the bar. There's no back door. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a fire hazard. There needs to be more than one exit in this bar. (laughs) And there were so many different easter eggs in in the bar scene because you have the whole little flash dance gremlin yeah <laughs> super madness super <laughs> and then you have the flasher gremlin my oh that's one of my favorite gremlins you have the smooth jazz gremlin i love that gremlin because he's they so change the fist he's so cool yeah they change the music mm-hmm. And he's just there with this fedora and like, and then they, they, they got the little puppet gremlin come up. like, And that reminded me of Killer Clowns again, because there's a, a scene in Killer Clowns where they have like the little puppets and yeah. then the puppets pull out their guns that turn the people into the giant balloons. Yeah. Or is it the cotton candy balls? Regardless. Yeah. And he's just like that. And mm-hmm. He hits him with the mallet and then you get a uh, stripe. He's there mm-hmm. with the female he gremlin. He has a hoe. Yeah, he has a. F- now, is that just a cross-dressing gremlin? Because we're we're told the first female gremlin is in the second film, and that's the only female. So gremlin. that's a trans gremlin. Yeah, they're so progressive. <laughs> yeah, you know. So that's why, like, I well, maybe because they reproduce in as clones, they they're they're they don't have a gender or a sex, so it's just you know whatever they're wearing is. And, and she calls out the cheating fucking gremlin. So he pulls out a gun and shoots it. Like, I was like, oh, shit. What are you talking about? They're playing cards. Yes. Stripe is playing oh, cards. Oh, I thought you meant he was cheating on her. Because <laughs> he said the cheating gremlin. I'm like, oh, well, no, there's Stripe a- had another hoe? <laughs> no, uh, the gremlin is cheating because yes. he has an extra card. Yep. She calls him out, shoots him. So you get this whole, like, scene with all these extra gremlins you get to, you know, see and shit like that. Yeah. And there's one a bur- one wearing a mask with a gun that's about to shoot her. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the car, Billy shows up in the car. In which, yes, why did Billy turn off the car? Motherfucker should have left the car running when he went in and got her. We've established that he's, he's an dumbest. irresponsible person that makes poor life If he choices. knows that his car doesn't start, why would he risk it at that moment? So they decide to run to the bank. And they hide in the bank because it's... All hell breaks loose. The whole town. Everybody's running, going crazy. You know something I noticed about this movie? What? It doesn't it doesn't have much of a soundtrack. No, it doesn't. Like there's no like um big artists. You know, it's like Goonies had the Cindy Lauper song. Yeah. Oh my you voice just cracked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had the little just the little na 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 which is super iconic. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't have like, you know, any artists. Yeah, that, that composer was well known at that time for doing so. What what composer? Who did Jerry that? Goldsmith? I don't know what that is. Exactly. You're just like, mm. <laughs> you're trying to get get me caught on something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like that 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 theme like it was just like really 80s but sounding cool. But yeah, there's no actual like music except for the intro song that you don't want me to sing. The Christmas and the sun and the but that song to me is not synonymous with this movie. What about do you hear what I? It's not. That's not synonymous to no, this movie. Not. They don't have either. anything. When, when you're like, hey, when you think but of you, the, the, who sings the Super Madness song? Because uh, I've never heard that song ever again in my whole life. Super I, I know because that's one of the things that like um, uh, me and my little brother we always do that song. <laughs> we all sing. <laughs> and then like uh i remember looking it up but i don't know who i'll, I'll look it up right now i wonder if it's the 
That's the maniac guy. Well, anyways, so he rescues Kate, and then she tells her sad ass story as to why she hates oh, Christmas. Sad ass. It's dark. That's, it is a sad talk story. About, it is a sad ass story. Yeah, but it's it. Yeah, it's fucking like dark. It is. And her dad dressed as Santa and was climbing down the chimney and slipped and snapped his neck and died instantly. And it took them like four to five days. And because it was cold, yeah. you know, I'm presuming that the body was not decomposing or reeking. So it wasn't until they lit the, the chimney that they started, you know, smelling something. Yeah. So they called the fire department. And when the fire department was tearing up the chimney, they they thought like a bird or cat was going to come out and it wasn't. They were, she was cooking. They were cooking her father. Yeah. Who was dressed as Santa in the chimney holding gifts. And that's how she found out how to, Santa wasn't real. Yeah. That, and she doesn't give a shit about her, her mom and her mom doesn't exist in this story no. at all. And because of that, and why she would she want to leave her mom alone on Christmas? Like you would think they would want to. She'd be depressed too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, here's the thing though. There's a scene there. When we watched this movie, something was missing. People. No, there's a scene where when they go to the bank, they come across the Judge Reinhold. And he's he, he locked himself in the vault. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? And he's like, I was able to get away. And I locked myself in the vault. But they got whatever the the head boss. And the gremlins got him. And they, they got to him. They, you know, whatever. They killed him or whatever. He's like, but I got away. And I locked myself in here. And I was like, I remember seeing that scene, but it wasn't in this version that we saw. I was about to say, I don't, I did not recall seeing any of that. So I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. And, and I guess it's probably like, you know, a deleted scene where it, when they show it on TV, sometimes they have to add mm-hmm. scenes like Coneheads. If you watch Coneheads on regular TV, mm-hmm. they'll add scenes that aren't in the theatrical version. Okay. So theatrical? That, theatrical. Yeah. Oh, and then, um, it's called Gremlins Mega Madness. And I knew it in my head. I'm like, I, I, I wanted to song. confirm it. Uh, the artist. Uh, basically, you, you, wh- what was that Gremlin mimicking? Flashdance. All right. And then there's there's a, a, a song that... He's a maniac. Michael uh, Sambello. I so bo- the maniac guy wrote that? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, called Gremlins Mega <laughs> Madness. That's, <hilarious. laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so. That's funny. So, yeah, so he wrote that song. Okay. So, they're walking through town, and it looks super apocalyptic. Yeah, okay, at that point, everyone's dead gone. Status. There's, like, cars in the street that are completely empty. Yeah. With no real tire tracks. Like, they just were transplanted there by a Martian. Yeah, they're just all, everyone's gone. Everybody's they gone. run into that bank. Hell's uh, breaks loose. They're, they're, they they know, go out. Everyone's gone. So Spike, you know, YMCA scene took place. They know yeah. that he multiplied. And they know at this point that it's going to be d- daytime soon. So these gremlins are hiding out somewhere dark. Yeah. And they figure out that they're all good at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And they're watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. In which that's cool that they're watching it. And um, we see the silhouette of a gremlin wearing Mickey Mouse ears. Right? That's fucking cool. I that's one of those things I never caught before. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit, there's a Mickey ears." And how do they get get away cuz it's Warner Brothers? Mm-hmm. Like how'd they get away with using When they're running behind the screen and they're about to like go down, like the, the, he opens like a drawer to like it looks like a cellar or something Yeah. and they're crawling down the boiler room. Gizmo says Bambi. Oh, it does? Yes. I didn't catch that. Because I wrote it down. Like, why does Gizmo say Bambi? Has he seen it? Because 
they don't have cable and he has a black and white TV and he's watching old school movies, Clark Gable. Like, oh, did he yeah. watch Bambi at some point? I'm telling you, that fucking kid, Short Round, must have fucking been showing him stuff. He had to have been. Maybe. I mean, because, yeah, how would you know Bambi? So Stripe doesn't die in the movie theater. They they blow up the movie theater. But Stripe yeah. doesn't die in there because he went out for snacks. So he went to like a... Because there's a gremlin he that went keeps to a asking him for milk duds. Milk duds. Yeah. He goes to like a, a toy store where they also have candy to go bring more snacks for his friends. Yeah. While they all get blown up. Well, they're not even his friends. They're all his children because they're his spawn. Yeah, they're all his spawn. And they're they his de- spawn. they devise a plan to uh-huh. s- let the gas and then light it up. Yeah. So um, he's hiding out in this place because they go in after him. And there's like an E.T. scene where he's walking by the plush aisle. Yeah. And we see Sylvester, Smurfs, Bugs Bunny, and an E.T. doll. And yeah. he emerges from behind the E.T. doll. Exactly. Which is another Steven Spielberg movie. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that was put in there because it's like, oh, let's do Spielberg. I mean, shit. It was E.T. I mean, in the beginning of the film, when he's walking in town to the bank, Billy there's that theater that they blow up on it. It says uh, a a boy's life. Um, that was the original title to E.T. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was the, the, the title that they had on there. And, and it said something, I think, Sky something. I think that was another like those were like alternate titles for E.T. Stripe is a, a very yeah, a violent and a deadly gremlin. Um, he loves guns and he like attacks billy with crossbows he attacks him with a chainsaw like he says like die it's, it's like there's a scene where he's like riding a tricycle and i'm like i don't know which is scarier like that jigsaw puppet on a tricycle or stripe on a tricycle <laughs> right that way you see one of them you know you you're gonna potentially die <laughs> yeah that just looks scary i mean but shit he attacked all right one billy puts up a good fight on this not he's as be- good as his mom yeah no but he's like i mean more so he's getting an attack i mean it's a good fight scene that's what i was trying to say because billy's getting attacked like crazy he's getting thrown fucking- he gets a crossbow in his freaking arm yeah he his back slams into a display and it looks like he fucking hurt he himself. gets hit with like one of those ball machines yeah in which only one hits him and then the rest he just throws at him and then he's cutting he's holding a bat right yes and he has a chainsaw and he's almost gonna cut through that chainsaw until kate turns on the yes. fucking lights Saved but at by this the point light. all he's doing is holding the bat his- why isn't he kicking it yes that's what i was thinking about kick the fuck you have him. legs or what if he was afraid if he would have kicked it and the gremlin the chainsaw would have fell on his crutch yeah it his is nutsacks or something something yeah, I don't know. It was fucking. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a life and death situation. Adrenaline's rushing. You're not thinking logically. Yeah. When you're in those moments. I guess so. It doesn't make any fucking sense. In which, and then at that point, um, when they're all fighting, gets away. Gizmo gets away too, because Gizmo, Kate looks down at the backpack and Gizmo's gone. He, how? What I don't understand is how Gizmo is driving this little car. This is a toy, right? Yeah. That presumably is a remote control car, but he's not driving it with the remote. He's pressing the little steering wheel. Like th- that doesn't make sense. Yeah. The little car, like just that whole little scene. Like yeah. we know it's cute, but it's not pragmatic. And then also too, there the, it, it comes with no batteries. <laughs> batteries are not included. Batteries. Are you know one of the, another thing that i caught right before the scene i i just have to say it because it's like it, it it's giving you the fact that oh shit they're gonna make things worse 
the the radio station guy earlier you the rick your, d's guy yeah the rick d's guy in which it's the real don Steele. he's a real dj from back when so they used him um he he gets attacked right you, in the you radio hear. station you hear it later radio, on uh-huh. when they're going after stripe he, you, you the radio is playing again and he's saying hey i'm still here i'm, I'm gonna be with you oh so he survived I yeah and died. he mentions he goes the fire department and they're gonna get the hose and they're gonna spray all these things away and they're gonna and oh, so they need to stop because if not they're basically they're gonna end the world by, by yeah. the moment the fireman so they uh-huh. have to kill him so i caught that i heard that i was like oh shit so i'm like if they didn't stop stripe and they they he made more they would have came with water hose thinking we're gonna spray these at things what down. point had has water the spraying something with a water hose ever been the solution why would they do in that? no other movie <laughs> where they ever like let's just spray with the water hose they're zombies let's spray them with the water right? hose like it's, yeah, it doesn't make any doesn't sense, make sense. Uh, critters let's spray them with i the mean water i'm listening hose. to this i'm like oh wow look at what's gonna happen but i'm like yeah why would they do that kill the tomatoes let's spray them with the water hose no it doesn't make sense that's wasteful <laughs> you guys need water i mean backdraft they use water but that's fire. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they don't have like a. They can't like. Uh, they can't shoot them with sand. <laughs> they don't have. They don't have enough of those uh, fire machines yeah. with the powder. What is it called? Fire extinguishers. Yeah. <laughs> so that so Gizmo's driving around in the car and he over he's playing the the mm-hmm. scene in his head. Um. Yes. Um. <laughs> Which that's kind of foreshadowing because when he's watching uh, Billy's really sad black and white TV, he gets super excited watching this like movie that has like a little race car. Yeah. And then later he's driving a race car. Yeah, that's true. So it's kind of yeah. So it plays off like, oh, he learned this from that. That's kind of what happened. How big is the store that Gizmo needed a race car to get around? (laughs) It's it's a it's like a huge department store. And yeah, it's exactly what happened in part two. He's watching Rambo. Uh, yes and that's why he does it he puts the little thing and he fights back and he kills that spider fucking gremlin that was cool yeah but yeah but he's driving around and he's gonna try to save the day in which he does because when she turns on all the lights she also turns on the fountain which Uh, gets water going Mm -hmm. not realizing that and obviously Mm -hmm. stripe sees that gets on the fountain and just puts his finger and gizmo turns opens the shutter yeah because he knows. He looks up before that and says, bright, bright light. light. Yeah, he goes, bright light. And boom. He, he gets the shutter because the gremlin is about to shoot him. And the effects in that scene look amazing. Like the way that gremlin is melting and all of that. Like That was evil death status. Yes. How like this when uh, Stripe pops out as a skeleton and then completely dissolves to goo. That is so evil death status. And you hear the cats. I, again, I don't. Yeah, really they're just like rallying cats. But quick, quick rewind. Um, when I was a kid watching this movie, it made me so terrified of going near any kitchen with the lights off because oh, really? I always like envisioned that if I were to enter a kitchen at night at any given moment, the cupboards would like slam open and there'd be a fucking gremlin and they would jump out and try to kill me. Like, well, this movie was legit scary for me as a kid. This is a horror movie for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, at the end of the film, again, the whole, like, I- I'm-, I'm just skipping over, but because I want to continue with what mm-hmm. you're saying, 
is that we're Randall, uh, the dad. At the end of the film, just like in the beginning, we get that voiceover and it ends like as if he's he just shared the story again. Yeah. You know, he wasn't around for any of this. He wasn't. It's like it's uh, if anything, it's a secondhand story because it's his wife and fucking Billy is sharing this information to him. Billy is such a common TV name. Yeah, it is. There's so many Billies. Yeah, there is a lot of fucking Billies. Billy Corgan. There's just too many Billies. And I've never met a Billy in real life. No, same here. And, um, but like speaking of that, the, what scared me is at the end when he, when he says this, that I, when I was a little kid, I actually got to see gremlins the first time they aired on TV when they were doing like the world premiere on television. I remember watching it in East LA on T and I thought it was cool. But that last part always scared me because when he says the things like, so if you're air conditioner goes on the fritz or your mm -hmm. washing machine blows up or your video recorder conks out before you call the repairman turn on all the lights check all the closets and cupboards look under all the beds because you never can tell there just might be a gremlin in your house and that, that is so entirely unnecessary and that always <laughs> fucking scared me when because i was a little kid that shit fucking scared the hell out of me that is scary and i was just like wow like if anything goes wrong it, it could be, be a gremlin. gremlin. And this movie was like, like the second one, they made it fun. Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, right? Yes. Where with this film was like fucking Evil Dead 1. Like, because it, it had dark moments. He got Santa fucking getting killed. Like, Twice. Yeah. Woman shooting now. Like the, the guy has a fucking needle in his butt. Like he gets killed. Like people are getting murdered left and right. So that used to scare me. These gremlins were fucking scary. I oh, always. Oh, uh, mailboxes. I never wanted to even try to put my hand near to put a mail when I was a kid because I, I was afraid of that. Put was something grabs my hand. I mean, I don't know how the gremlin got inside. That's a really small <laughs> hole. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> remember, their, their, their sharp nails could claw through metal. So yeah, he could have done he, it from un the underneath. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but but that what he says, his little fucking narration at the mm -hmm. end was scary. But let, now let's jump back. Kay. All right, so the, the, so the gremlin's back, dead. That they've, you know, presumably have saved the day. Yeah. And um, they're in, they're watching the news and the news, like, it looks like they're shoot, they're showing footage from a riot. Yeah. Like there's all these, like, f there's like firemen, there's, which we don't see one fireman in this whole movie, but on the TV, on the news, there's firemen, like there's buildings on, on fire. Like it just looks terrible. And out of nowhere, like the creepy Chinaman guy that, um, that they Got, bought the mogwai off of it suddenly in their living room yeah like How? he didn't knock the door was unlocked like he just appears in their living room speaking yeah, scares perfect, the wife speaking perfect english which i barely remember him speaking in the beginning of the movie i didn't even think he understood english <laughs> he didn't say anything but like not for sale yes That's all he said was not for sale right and we watch it with closed captions because we're old because we're in our 30s and we 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 can't hear without closed captions. Seriously. And it said when he was talking to Gizmo, it said speaking Mogwai. So Mogwai have their own language. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And then so he tells them like, you know, you guys aren't ready. And he tells Billy, like, maybe at some point you'll be you'll you're you can handle the responsibility or you'll be ready or something. And he takes off. Not but not before Gizmo tells him, you know, bye, Billy. <laughs> it's like all cute Hi, and Billy. the old man he's coming from chi from chinatown right in yeah. whatever town 
did he walk all the way from Chinatown? Because it pans out to him walking in the middle of the street, in the snow, just walking. He's not walking to his car. He's just walking. Like, is he walking all the so way back to his town? That disproves my theory. Because I said, oh, he's traveling. He's somewhere else from Chinatown. Because you're like, oh, how come it's not snowing? Right? And he's fucking walking. He's so just it, walking. It has to be local. And where's the fire? Because it pans out and the town looks so beautifully decorated, peaceful. It's not post-apocalyptic anymore. It looks nice. It Trees looks all, yeah. Light, it looks the, like I mean, it looks like a painting. Yeah, it's like, it, where's it the was. fire? You guys were <laughs> you were literally watching the news. Didn't your neighbor's house get plowed next to you? Where is that in this picture? Yeah, you're right. What the fuck? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That didn't even catch that. Yeah, it, it should look like a mess, right? But it looked beautiful because it was a nice matte painting. And then that's when it ends and we get the theme. Gremlin, <laughs> in which the first time we get to hear it is when they attack the neighbors with the yes. tractor. And then that, that theme. And that's why, again, when they when it, goes, when it does that part where it goes, dun, 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 dun. They have cats playing. It goes, and I, I always sounded scary when I was a kid. And right here, in Cantonese, Mogwai means devil, demon, or gremlin. The Mandarin pronunciation is Mogwai. So that is, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, where they got it from. But, I mean, the... But Warner- at no point do we ever hear the Mogwais say one single Mandarin, Chinese, Cantonese word. Yeah. Only English. And I want to know why, like, because at this time in the in the 80s, he was huge. He was a massive stand-up comic. Harry Mandel. Oh, yes. And they got him to do, like, it was literally like using Vin Diesel for Groot. Or he just says, I am Groot. Vin or Diesel the was I- never a stand-up oh, comic. Oh. <sighs> Meaning, like, they use him to say a, a, a one word. And in Iron Giant, he says, Superman, Rock. No, go, you stay, I follow. Like, he barely talks. But Vin Diesel wasn't Vin Diesel when he did Iron Giant. No, he wasn't. Nobody knew but the when he that did, guy was. But what I'm saying is the fact is, like, like what? How? why did they choose Howie Mandel? Like, you know what? I think he would be perfect was, for this did, voice. Was, Bobby's World wasn't until the 90s, huh? Yeah. Yeah, early 90s. Yeah. And he used the hey, same Bobo. voice. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was Bobby. Exactly yeah. Like, I mean, he must have been doing voices. When was Little Monsters? Little Monsters, was 89. That, so that was post... Gremlins, yeah. yeah. Post- 89, because this was 84. And, I mean... What other movies has Howie Mandel done besides Little Monsters there's one, and Gremlins? There's one where uh, he plays like they... Like um, like he's like a wolf. Not a wolf man, but he's like a wild person. Like they get him out from the forest and they're trying to like train him to be normal let me see i'm gonna look it up right now i'm gonna look up his imdb <laughs> oh yeah he fucking in muppet babies he plays skeeter animal and bunsen bunsen is not that that that's uh bunsen is the other one the bald headed with, with the, the glasses. glasses okay so and he plays skeeter is skeeter the one that goes no he doesn't do that voice no why not that one was so easy <laughs> <laughs> skeeter was one of the twins the boy. I don't remember. Okay. And then Animal. Okay. But like big movies or like movies where he's a a feature player was like Little Monsters. 
Walk Like a Man. There we go. I That's, don't remember that. I don't think I ever saw that. I saw it was on Comedy Central. In the early days of Comedy Central, they you know, they were showing movies that what they could afford and I remember Walk Like a Man was Was that one like of, when it was made for T V movies? No, it was an actual movie in the theaters and that was his like main he was one of the leads in it. I don't know what that is. And he was like raised by wolves or some shit and they get him and I remember watching it. Take your word for it. But yeah, Little Monsters. He played Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> and then he comes back to play Gremlin. I mean, uh, Gizmo in part two. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I don't know why they decided to use him. But yeah, he he, he does Bobby's World. But it's um, all in all this film, like I said, I know we trashed this film. I'm not trashing this film. I love this film. No, no, no. But, I mean, we. what are you talking about? We, we were... <laughs> <laughs> we were pointing out how they were trying to make all the illogical logical and yet we were pointing out how it's not logical it's illogical or illogical so but we love it like you know that's what happens with 88 like we get movies and we pull out things that were like doesn't make any fucking sense and in the end we're like no it's a good film <laughs> we like we love it i love gremlins like i said it was one of my Four movies that I would watch every December growing up. It was a tradition where, like, for myself, I had to watch it. And then Gremlins. And then the second film, we do find out that the neighbors, they survived the tractor. Because they come and visit Billy in That's New York. That's yep. And then with the wife. And then they go and he they help save the day. Um, Gizmo. The old man dies. That's how. And they're going to tear down the building so Gizmo gets away and shit. Yeah, because in Gremlins 2, him and Phoebe Katz, again, work at the same place. But this time he's like, he goes to like a lunch with some lady, right? And she thinks that he might be cheating. Like this lady has the hots for Billy. She does. She does have the hots for Billy. But he has no interest in her. But she kind of thinks. I had the biggest, most monstrous crush on the actor that played Billy what other movies was he in besides Gremlins 1 and 2? I don't recall him seeing him in literally anything else. He was in Waxworks. It was this horror film that was really fucking cool. It was like, I, I, I thought it was scary. Was it like the, the wax movie, that the, the remake that Paris Hilton did? No, no, no. This is literally like a wax museum. And Isn't when you cross... That movie was? No, because that's just a guy who turns people into like wax figures. Okay. This film is where, like, they're actual, like, displays. Like, you know, like, going into a wax museum. Knott's Berry Farm had a maze called Waxworks for a really long time. Yeah. So, that would be more like the the Paris Hilton one. That maze would okay. be like that. This film is, like, you know, where, like, they're, they're the statues and they're doing, like, a scene from a film or whatever. And it's all horror-themed. And Ooh. there's, like, a, a, cur- a curator that owns this, like, it's like a big old mansion in a random neighborhood or whatever. And he invites people in to look. And he always says, why don't... He's like, wow, these look so real. He's like, well, why don't you take a closer look? And then he'll push them past, like, the red, like, little... Tape. Yeah, the uh, the red rope. The red the rope. The red velvet rope. And when they do that, they go into that world. <gasps> and it's, and they get killed. And oh, when wow. they die, they, they become, become... a figure in the, the display. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and, and Zach, Zach Galligan or whatever... Um, he's like the hero in it. He's the one that, okay. because at the end of it, somehow all the creatures come to life. 
And there's an all-out war with like the townspeople and the the wax figures, and they're all fighting each other. I haven't seen it in years. I've never. But seen I remember it. watching it when I was a kid when it came out first on video. Okay. And I thought it was scary. So aside from that, was he ever in anything else? stuff that i don't even know okay. I, I went through the imdb so and really I'm just indie like, low budget stuff not indie low budget but it's just those films that came out in the 80s that just like no one cares about what'd you say his real name was is zach galligan i believe okay galligan or gilligan no it's galligan it's pronounced a certain way at any point did he become a comedian and start smashing watermelons <laughs> it's gallagher my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in front of the kid when you, they're going upstairs and like i said <laughs> Corey feldman hangs out with questionable people <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh episode 59 we actually did gremlins to the new batch so i we never in my whole run of 88, we never did the first Gremlins. This is the first time actually doing Gremlins. But back when, in 2017, we did uh, Gremlins 2. So it was episode 59. But instead of having to scroll back and find that episode, I think I'll actually just post this to make this an extra long uh 200th episode because i wanted to make it special for you guys so i'm hoping you guys enjoy this and you know we're going to give you a lot of 88 since we haven't given you 88 in a while so there you go ladies and gentlemen hopefully you enjoy now this portion of the episode where i give you gremlins to the new batch oh and you'll get to hear some old um i mean it's a you know it's kind of like including like the old cast of back when of 88 you'll get to hear some voices that you've probably never heard unless you listen to old ones so there you go enjoy Sexy sounds of 88 miles per hour podcast. I am one of your hosts, joined by the always great and talented. I'm I'm the sexy gremlin. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even sound like I was doing the sexy voice for some reason. I think it's because like I had food in my mouth. But yes, everyone, welcome back. This is another episode of 88 miles per hour podcast for the new year of 2018. As- 2018, really. <laughs> Yes. Whoa, that is so futuristic. Yeah, but that's the thing. We're, Someone we're, tunes we're, in, they're going to freak out because they're like, wait a minute, what? We're so DeLorean, we went to the future. So here we go. Since it was, who was it? It was Chelsea's pick, right? It was my pick, All yeah. Right, so you bring us I, um, I wanted to talk about this because I think when we were doing the, just how we were just doing 80s, like I was like, dang it, like that one, it's it's just one year, you know, past. It's what, 1990? And funny enough, like, I saw Gremlins 2 before I saw the first Gremlins movie. I think me too. Yeah. I don't know how, but... And I re- I think I love the first Gremlins movie, but I really like this one, I think, a little bit more. There's just so much more going on. <laughs> I like it. To say the least. 
there's a lot it's so funny because a lot of parts of the movie are just like vignettes you know like the, the randomly they just shoot to a gremlin <coughs> who has acid on his face and now he's the phantom of the opera like all just <laughs> randomly you know it's like a live and action cartoon it's basically. what is it we can't not talk about this movie without discussing um what is the uh key key and peel yes oh the key and peel yeah. <laughs> oh man santos you sent that to me and where they just talk about how all they're like <laughs> spider gremlin i love it it's in the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just come up with everything. Vegetable gremlin, googly eye gremlin. <laughs> in the mood. In the My mood. favorite part's like, he's like, well, I gotta put some cowboys in Back to the Future 3. <laughs> he, I don't know if they're doing it on purpose, but the him in the, the skit, the Key and Peele skit, he is dressed like exactly like the guy from the movie Mannequin. Have you seen the movie Mannequin? Yes. Oh. I yeah. Have. He, I, mean, I don't know why, but he like, Looks just like the guy from Mannequin for some reason in that sketch. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, the his name was uh, Hollywood. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's his character name in the movie. He was in both part one and two. <laughs> I've seen that's both the- of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his name, his character's name was Hollywood, and exa- it looked exactly like that in from Mannequin. Yeah, I don't know why. But um, yeah, and I just always like this movie. It's I think even Joe Dante, the director said he liked this movie more. And it's funny because I, when I was watching it, I must really like Joe Dante because we talked about the burbs. Yeah. And Rick Rick Ducoman is in Gremlins 2 as um as like a security officer or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he's like but, a bit part, right? And yeah, it's it's really small. And then you've got um and then we talked about little monsters and, you know, um what's his face? He's Gizmo. Yeah, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. So I was thinking it kind of relates back to other things that we talked about. And then Joel Dante has his, um, you know how like Pixar has that John Ratzenberg? Joel Uh, Dante uh has that with that one guy. He he was the delivery guy in Small Soldiers. You know, he played. Yeah, right. We talked about in the Burbs how he has a bunch of different actors that I I went back and listened to that episode the other day, how he has uh, Dick Miller. I think this is who you're talking about, Dick Miller, right? Yeah, Dick Miller. He's in everything, um, Joe Dante. And Robert Ricardo, who is kind of like the more, like, bad guy in uh, Gremlins 2. Like, he's not, like, the main boss, but he's kind of, like, more mean than the main guy. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? So, and uh, I just like, because it's, like, a big parody of Gremlins, the first one, you know, talking about how the rules, how well... If they already if they have something stuck in their teeth and it's after midnight and they eat it, like does that still count as eating after midnight? And I don't know, I like how they question. It. And then there's like just so many random people in it, like the guy from Sixteen Candles, like you're talking about earlier, the the Asian guy. Yes, right. Oh yeah, he and the he's in it. He's the camera guy. Yeah, and because um, they spoof like Elvira in a sense, like the basically yeah with that Grandpa Fred thing. That's right. actually supposed to be more of a spoof of um, Munsters, Al, Lu- right? Al Lewis. Yeah, it's supposed to be more because Al Lewis from the Munsters. Uh, he but like meaning what he's doing the macabre do or whatever it's called. Yeah, right. Well, Al Lewis as Grandpa or as the guy from the Munsters used to do that too. Oh, he, he you can. He, yeah, there's videotapes of that, of him doing something very similar oh, to that. Cool. So yeah, Grandpa no? Joe yeah. did, like, the whole... No, not Grandpa Joe. Um, What's his name in the Munsters? Isn't it just Grandpa? Grandpa. It's just Grandpa, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah well, but the actor's name is Al Lewis, but... Yeah, he did that, too. 
and like Christopher Lee's in the movie, which is freaking awesome. Dude, like, that's one of the best. I mean, and then you know, because they have the Bat Gremlin, and and then those two fat twins that were in Terminator Two. <laughs> oh, is that them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was right because I, for the first time last week, I saw Tiny Toons back in action, and. Mm. And and that was directed Great. by Joe Dante, and those two fat That's twins right. are in that. And I pointed out to Julia, I was like, "Hey, those right. two fat guys. They were they were the lab assistants to Christopher Lee in Gremlins too." And she didn't remember that. And then that one guy, oh Christ, the old man, the one that we're talking about right now, whatever his name is, he was in there too. He played a a, a, a small bit part. I forget what he played. Uh-huh. I think it was a security guard or whatever. But yeah, I was like, oh, I'm like, why are these guys in there? I'm like, and it made me think of Joe Dante right away. I looked it up. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, he directed this. Yeah, yeah, like, Joe Dante tends to, like, do kind of, like, really cartoony live-action movies, if you think about it. Like, I love it, yeah. This is, like, the most random movie, probably, it's in It's great. I love, see, I love random stuff, so it's so good. Like, if you have, uh, you know, like, ADD, <laughs> like, it's just, like, you it, it doesn't concentrate on one thing for so long. It just jumps around everywhere, and there's so many in-jokes and, like, just little funny bits that you know like are just right there and it's so good it's so good but it is really super random i think one of the most random parts is like when they're by the police station i think and the mimes are coming out of the car yeah (laughs) (laughs) see there's like weird random stuff like for Uh instance the 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 main part in in the middle of the movie where freaking the theater breaks down and yeah. Oh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Apparently, brothers, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> apparently, the the VHS copy, it's different. It's not the movie breaking down with Hulk Hogan. It's it's changing channels or something, and it's, it's like, John something yeah, with John tracking. Wayne. Interesting. Yeah, it's like yes, the tracking is different. messing up in your movie, so oh, it looks like as the if tracking. someone as if like this movie got recorded over. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know this movie. Like I saw this. I remember opening weekend when it came out. I went and saw it, and I loved it. I thought it was great at the time. I was huge into WWF, so when Hogan came out, I was like, "Oh my gosh, they even got Hulk Hogan!" <laughs> like, whoa! And then I think the 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 highlight, like the cherry on the top to this whole movie, at this t- at the time when this movie came out, because it was literally a year afterwards. It was Warner Brothers was. When the the gremlin bat flies out of the building, yes. and it leaves yeah. the exact imprint of the Batman logo, and I remember, I thought that was like the like the, the best thing ever. Like I was like, oh my gosh, it's Batman! Like I. But then awesome. there's another layer to that because Christopher Lee is there, and he's exactly. like, like he's like Dracula, and it goes back to like Hammer. So there's exactly. just like layers and layers of in jokes. Well, yeah. and I, I like because it breaks the. I love. I'm a sucker for anything that breaks the fourth wall, like Deadpool. You know, like there's how many times that he do, do that in that movie, but like you know, the, with the whole Hogan thing, and then Leonard Moulton's there talking about the first Gremlins movie, <laughs> saying like I. And he honestly, Leonard Moulton didn't like the first Gremlins movie, and he just kind of says the same thing he did like in real life. Yeah. So I, I love like when they break the f- fourth wall, and it's just like anything goes. Like they just do any kind of gags they want to do, and. Did you it's guys just a notice, fun movie. Did you guys notice that Christopher Lee's uh, name was Dr. Catheter? <laughs> no. I didn't even look at like a character name or anything. No, I just I, I didn't know I that it when they were like like Dr. Catheter. I was like, what? And then like one of the doctors, he's like Casper. I'm like, I was like, they're not even trying. 
They're just like, what random names can we put? I'm looking right here, like I'm reading information, and I'm like seeing it says, I'm just going to read this cool tidbit. It said, after Gremlins 1984 uh, became such a, a, a surprise success, Warner Brothers immediately wanted a sequel. Joe Dante was like, nah, I don't want to do any more Gremlins. He was like, done. So he declined. And then it, it didn't matter. Work began without him. They, the studio approached various directors. One storyline actually considered sending the Gremlins to cities like Las Vegas or even the planet Mars. Weird. Um, after these ideas <laughs> fell through, the studio finally asked Dante again, who agreed on the condition that he be allowed to do anything he wanted. He also received a bigger budget. <laughs> So in the DVD commentaries for both the original film and the sequel, Dante stated that he felt that Gremlins 2 was a case of waiting too long to capitalize on the success of the original, which hurt the sequel's chances of success. And that is why the movie wasn't as a huge hit, because he waited too long. But at the same time, this answers the question as to why this movie is the way it is, is because they allowed him to do whatever the hell he wanted. When I was yep. a kid, I don't know how, like, I mean, obviously, Santos, you're older, but, like, as a kid, I didn't watch Gremlins or Gremlins 2 as a kid. Yeah. Like, I, it would have scared the crap out of me. Like, <laughs> in, and it already did, like, I hadn't even seen the movies, and I, it already kind of scared me. And I don't know if you guys ever went, did you guys ever go to um, the Warner Brothers stores when the, when they were open? Yes. Yes. I remember that. In Vegas, okay. Yeah. My... I absolutely love those. And my mom bought a lot of artwork from them that we still have. And, but as a kid, they had a, you know, but they had like in the front, they had like this like rocket ship you could climb into. And it was like, um, the Martian, you know, and that stuff. Buttons. Yes, exactly. And, but in the, in the rafters of the store, they had gremlins hanging from up above, you know, in the ceiling. And I used to be terrified. I mean, I love that sword, but I would not, walk underneath them because i thought that they were going to let loose and jump on me oh my god i was too ter yeah i was too terrified like if i saw one up up above me i wouldn't walk underneath it and sometimes they'd have them a little bit lower down like on a like on a pillar or something like that and i wouldn't walk near them because i was absolutely terrified of being near them because they're scary like when you're a kid and so I never, I like told myself as a kid, like I'll never watch these movies because it seemed so scary. Yeah, like so. th- that's the thing. Like when I watched the first one, because like you were saying, like the first one as a kid, as I loved it, but it was it felt scary as a kid. Like it was, it actually, mm-hmm. if you look yeah. back at it, it's dark. This, it is, yeah. This one is a total like like it felt like it didn't matter what age you were, you would have been fine watching it. Like it, it didn't come off scary. The first one did. And I will say, like, for me, it was scary, like, watching it as a little kid, but I still enjoyed watching it, but it, it still felt scary because the part that scared me the most was when the mail, in the first one, when the mailman is putting his mail in the mailbox and his arm gets caught. Yeah. And yeah. In, my, in my child head, like, is he being eaten? Like, are they eating his arm? And then the next scene that scared me. Like, second, like, like that was the main scene. But the second scene that really freaked me out the most was when Santa's covered in the Gremlins. And that scared oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And that's what made me scary. That ruined I, childhood. I watched it uh, at Christmas time this past year. And I, I, I guess I never noticed this, but the mom is the, is the mom in Back to the Future, like, you know, um his grandma basically you know uh lorraine's mom 
What do you mm. mean? And I did not know that Lorraine. So Lorraine Baines' mom, like when, when oh. he's at, you know eating at dinner, you know, yes. and they're like, "Do I know your parents?" You know, and and she he's like, "I think you do," you know, and um, that's the same lady. I, never I didn't even know. Realize that, and I, I I was like, "Well, I was like, why does she look so familiar?" I'm like, "Oh, that's you know Lorraine Baines' mom." It's because in Back to the Future, she's pregnant. So she looks yes, bigger, uh-huh, yeah. and like she has a much more fuller face. Where in Gremlins, the original, and she's very lean. Like she looks lean, right. so that's why. Yeah, I didn't even realize that until right now. Damn, what the hell? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I just, just I just realized that this past uh, this couple months ago. So <laughs> Gremlins came out before Back to the Future. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was eighty four. A, a year, like you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I think it was same same year as um Goonies, right? Isn't Goonies eighty four or eighty five? Uh, I thought it was yeah, Goonies is eighty five. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. yeah. You know the other thing too about didn't this movie? Uh, it also had that intro, right? The Bugs Bunny and Daffy intro. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. See, that was cool because it's like that was like, like you know, movies now they kind of like you know they've been different where they like DreamWorks every time every intro they do something that relates to the film. Whereas to it was it was cool to see something like this. Like the only other company that I knew at the time would would do something similar to this was like paramount because paramount did that with um uh freaking that eddie murphy movie back coming to america where like you see the paramount right. mountain and then it becomes the mountain where zumundo is and all that where it was cool to see right. gaffy and them like kind of interact and then boom the movie starts so that was like I, you I don't think it. uh don't they do that same thing the paramount mountain in uh temple of doom and then it becomes yes like the the like the gong in temple mm-hmm. of doom Yes, they do that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, and I I like when studios do that with their intros. Like it's pretty cool when they, you know. Um, so I like that, like having like the cartoon. Because again, I was a kid, and I'm like, like, oh, what the hell? Like, there's Daffy Duck and you know, it like, <laughs> it's so random. It, it was just exciting, you know. And it was cool because this was a movie where I remember as a kid, we were just given money, and we went with my my friends. Like it was my my older brother and then my friend's older brother so it was all four of us we went to go see it and you know we didn't go with our parents and all that but it was like at a time when you could you know kids could go to the movies and if it was safe you know back when but it was mm-hmm. just cool to go see a movie and be like yeah you know this is cool you felt like you know like you're out and about like an adult watching movies but i don't know i i still i i still visually can picture where i was sitting in the theaters what theater i went to like where it was like i still remember everything about gremlins too like I loved it. As I got older, I saw, like, little things that were just made it dumb. Like, I'm like, all right, you know, I could do it. Like, this was kind of, eh. Like, I could see why it didn't do well. But the whole, like, like as a child, like, I loved it. I thought it was, like, the best movie ever at the time. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. it's a, it, was, it was a good movie. Freaking. I, th- I think the best part about it is the animatronics. And this is, like, 1990. Oh, yeah. These are like the prime years where animatronics were at its best, and just how many different puppets they had to have, and just it's like seamless, you know. Like the animatronics are so good in this movie. I'm like, still impressed by them. Yeah, when yeah, I was like, watching it, I still get impressed by it. Like Gizmo looks real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like see, that's what I liked, and and it it's it's the one thing that. It, they've been trying to do like a new version of Gremlins, either a reboot or Gremlins three. But what sucks is like you know they're gonna do freaking yeah, and I would be so disappointed. Like the best thing is that they're puppets. Like that's 
Well, and no, here's here's like a rant a little bit is like Jurassic World. They did they did um a couple of them were CG or were um uh some of the dinosaurs were were animatronic, but then they CGI CGI'd over them, you know, yeah. and it just and I honestly did not think that the the dinosaurs and it were looked all that good. They just looked like everything else. Like yeah. you know, you're so when you first saw first see the first Jurassic Park, you're so amazed by it. And then with the Jurassic World, I thought, I'm not seeing anything new here. And they, they looked kind of like crap. They didn't look that good. So I, I, that's what I'd fear for Gremlins is they, they'd make them similar, but it wouldn't be as good because with the quality of them being puppets. Yeah, it, it, would, it would, like, I feel like they would want, like, Joe Dante would want to do practical. And I feel like maybe they would do it and the studio would probably change it because that's what happened with that remake of The Thing. There's an original version of that film where everything is practical effects, and it was the studio who later on when it when for the for the new thing the yeah, new one with the the, the one uh-huh. that was like a prequel because that the yeah. director was like yeah we're gonna do everything practical and and there's like they just like I think like early no late last year they've been uh, leaking like behind the scenes footage of the film of the way originally it looked. And it looked amazing, like the practical effect. Uh, it just it just looked really cool. But the studio came in and were like, no, no, no. And so they enhanced a lot of it that. with CG because Sucks. they felt like, no, it just it looks too fake or something like that. Like we and ended up doing the opposite effect. And I feel like that's what a studio would think. They'd be like, oh no, they they look like mm-hmm. puppets. Let's add some yeah. CG to it, but I feel like the only way this movie would be good is if they stick to the roots and they make it practical, because that's what I would want to see. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, come on, eighty. If you watch Goonies, I mean, I'm sorry, Gremlins now, like minus like the everything else, you know, looks dated. If you look up those mm-hmm. characters, they look freaking <coughs> real, like one hundred percent. Oh yeah, real. Like they, you you see them and they interact like. You know, when you watch E.T., you can see certain parts where you're just kind of like, all right, that looks like a freaking puppet. But when you watch yeah. Gremlins, <laughs> looking at Gremlins, you're like, damn, that looks so good. Like, Yeah, they do such a, especially when I was paying attention to their, like, their hands, the hand movements. Yeah. And, and, like, the hand, because they got a lot of, like, they show a lot of the claws and hands this time. And, and I'm like, that's them, look really good. They mark, what? Which is, show mark, oh, right, which yeah. is hard. Because mm-hmm. you have to, like, uh, I think they stop motion like when Gizmo walks down the hall in the beginning yeah, of the movie yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it looks great. Yeah. But I was thinking do like you, Do you have a favorite gremlin from the oh, movie? Oh, I was going to ask that. I was just oh, going to okay. ask that. Okay, okay. Um, personally, I like the, the girl gremlin. I just think that whole interaction <laughs> Apparent, is I, I just looked it up like five minutes ago. Apparently her name is Greta. Greta. <laughs> I just looked it up. Her name is Greta. <laughs> No, but like at the end where she's like in the, you know, she's in the the white dress, the wedding dress, and then the dude just like looks at her and he goes, all right, like, I'm down, I'm down, you know, like I remember watching that in theaters, like, is he going to make love to that gremlin or what's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) But but I was laughing, you know how she like first trounces on him and he tries, she's like making out with him or whatever. Like yeah. I was just thinking of the actor. He had to like, you know, mimic that. It just, I was just like thinking that's he, so funny. I looked like, it up. He, um, so a lot of them, you know, there's another puppeteer like with the person he had her, like he was, he was puppeteering her basically at that time. Yeah. So he, not only is he acting, he's like also 
you know, having the thing to, like, pretending that it's, you know, on top of him and stuff, which I thought was pretty impressive. Oh, buddy. But I can just, like, picture him, like, all right, go for it. And he's just, like, you know, making out with it. And, like, <laughs> I'm getting paid for this. See, Santos. What, what was weird about that scene, I, I just want to talk about that scene, that ending scene, is that, okay, <coughs> in, in, the, in the movie, all the gremlins die, right? They're all dead. They all get electrocuted. They, you know, I love how they play it. Play. Like, you see, like, the Wicked Witch. Like, what, 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 you know, all of that. They're all dying. They're all melting. <laughs> But at the end of the movie, when that little extra scene where he sees, there's a bunch of gremlins singing along to this. So it goes to show a lot of them survive. Oh, Not all of them true. die. You know, Ooh. obviously she's alive. But what about right. the rest? Because they kind of like, they're like, la, 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 la. You know, like, you hear <laughs> other gremlins. So that means like, hey. Because it was a huge building. They, were, they all weren't in the bottom. You know, so chances are others survive. I don't know. I always used to think that. Like, that was weird. I'm like... I'm like, there's more gremlins, you know. You could hear others singing, so I don't know. But that's mm. them just kind of breaking that, like, little cartoony, like, you know, just like the, what's that scene in the bar in the first one when they're all break dancing, and then you have, yeah. like, that one that's, like, that cool, looks like a detective in a jazz bar, and then the little <laughs> puppy's like, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 And then he, like, just hits him with a hammer or madly, and then there's a break dancing gremlin, like, I don't know. It's like that was the only part that related to the sequel where like that bar scene was very much the whole movie of part two because the bar scene was the only time you saw the gremlins kind of go weird and wacky. And then the second film, they just said, F it, let's make the whole movie like that. Yep. I personally like the first one better. I'm oh, not really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same here. I don't I, yeah, but I have a soft spot for the second film. You know, I love I love them. I love them both, but I I think I don't know. I like this one a little bit better. But I it's because I do love the I love the Christmas aspect of the first one and everything. So yeah, and I don't know. For me, like the second one doesn't really have a story. I mean, it's more yeah. entertaining. Maybe it's but random as a film. It's too I random. Like, and plus, the first one has more Phoebe Cates. So yeah, and then plus you <laughs> can't don't... argue with that. And yeah, they, they know they're they're. They're they're in on the joke because on the first film, where I forget her name, but Phoebe Cates' character when she talks about why I hate Christmas, and she's just like it literally takes like a left turn in that. Film. Seriously, I that's like my favorite part. It's so dark. I love it. <laughs> it's like I love it. And she's up. talking about Presidents Day. Yeah, and then the second film, she's like, oh, I, I, I don't, like, she, they're in on the joke. That's why they did that. That was on purpose yeah. because they knew how effed up the first one. But I want to hear that story. Like, she said she was at a park and there is this guy. And he's like, I did. <laughs> like, I'm like, they cut her off. They're like, all right, we don't have time for this. Obviously, they're playing along. But, like, right. I want to hear what happened. Like, why does she hate President's Day? Did it, like, did you know, Uncle Abe, like, you know, get a little touchy-to-feely. Like, what the hell's happening? Like, I want to hear that story as much messed up it is. But I, I love that how they, they're in on the joke. Hence the Leonard right. Bolton. They're in on the joke. And yeah, right. It, I don't know. It's a, it's a great film. And it, I, as a kid, it didn't scare me. Only one thing truly scared me about that movie. And it's because I used to fear, like, the end of the world. Like, for years I was afraid, especially zombies. I brought that up before. And there's that part when the world they think is going to end. So they play that video cassette where, remember, it's like, you know, I hope you had a good life. And, then, you know, from the, <laughs> the TLC yeah. building or whatever. 
And I found out at that time that shortly afterwards that they took that idea from a real news station that they actually have a real tape like that. And some like they're saying they still do now that in the case of like where the world's going to end, they're going to play that. And it freaked me the hell out. Yeah, I, I read I read that too. Just actually, just today, and I, they said yeah, like there's actually footage of it still, like it, still an existing that they have that like you know a, a end of the world uh, video that they can play, you know. Yeah. And that was really that's that was actually really interesting. And that that's what freaked me out back when because like I I just hated huh. the whole end of the world stuff. I... So As a kid, nice. what I remember most is, and it always scared me, was when she, that scene when she's in the elevator and the gremlins are like messing around with the elevator. That oh, like yeah. freaked me out for being like in elevators as a kid. Like I thought well, gremlins were in elevators. The walls and stuff? No, I just thought they were like on, I know in the movie that it's like they're coming through the walls, but like as a kid, I thought gremlins were on top of the elevator, like messing oh, with like, the stuff but, on top. But they were right. Cause they, they didn't, they show an outside scene where they're hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. They're like all over, you know, they're like and on they're the bottom like, and on the top. It's all going up and yeah. going down, going down. Like it, the voice changes, right. Cause it's all automa- automated. Yeah. And then slowly it says going down, going down. And it mm-hmm. turns into the gremlin voices. And then she's like, oh crap. And then that's when it's like, it hits yeah, that's and... that scared me. And like as a kid, I was always like, there's gremlins and elevators. Like they're for sure. They're there. It totally freaked me out. Yeah, the movie, all in, like, I mean, all in all, I think, I mean, the spider scene was pretty freaky too. Like the gremlin spider, I thought that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That was um, cool. I would have to I like say the, that's I like my the favorite. F- I like the Flasher Gremlin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. This is the best. <laughs> They're all naked anyway. Yeah, right? that's true. Well, I would, I looked up, well, last thing I was saying is, uh, I was looking up, you know, where's Corey Feldman? He was out being Donatello. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's it would It would have been cool for him to be in the movie, though. <clears throat> he was so young in the first one. Yeah. So, yeah, well... Uh, based on the time, we've already hit the mark, so I don't know if we should... Ooh. Yeah, I think we should call it a, an episode on this one, so... So, um, because I know that we had a lot more, but we're already past the, the hour and five minute mark. There you um, go. What are we going to talk about next time? Uh, alright, so Chelsea, you picked it, so we'll, we'll go... Mm-hmm. I guess, Max, you pick the next film, and then I'll do it, so that's yes. how we'll always do it. So we'll always switch off, so... That's that will be always the rotation. So Max, you pick. Oh, up. oh, this okay. is good. We're gonna take it back to the eighties. We're gonna nineteen eighty four, in the dawn of World War Three in Midwestern America. Uh, we're gonna talk about I Red Dawn. About. Okay. I think, I, honestly, I feel that's like perfectly timed <laughs> with what's happening in the world. Wolverine. So I think that's gonna be the closest to as political we get on this show is a movie. <laughs> I'm I'm excited because I've actually never seen it. Really? Oh. Yeah, and I've never seen Red Dawn. Good. Don't see the remake. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not the remake. You know, but but we could. All right, it's cool. So we'll we'll talk about that. Um, obviously, like the trip was new, so that's kind of what added to the topic. It went with us talking, but for sure, we you know we'll not every episode will have segments. We'll always talk about a movie, but. You know, we'll try to, every episode, we'll always try to fill in certain things. Like, 
you know, video game reviews, song of the week, stuff like that. I totally forgot to pick a song of the week last week. I forgot to do it this week. Um, but I'll make sure, like, we, we have a closeout, you know, song of the week. We always try to have a movie review. Um, I know, I can't remember. Chelsea, didn't you have, like, a segment we were going to start doing? Um, mine was, like, music a music, vi music video. But I think I might go for something else. But uh, I'll think about it. Because I'm going to change it up. I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. Well, you know, we don't, owe, like like I said, for this is for the audience. We're not always going to stick to a routine. We don't want it to be always like we do this, 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 you know, for sure we'll always talk movies, but you know, hey, some episodes we're like, we're just going to talk, you know, hey, some toy and it reminded us or, or, or something movies. I don't know. We're always just going to, you know, wherever the hell the story goes, you know, especially if it's life stories, kind of like Max talking about what's going on with him and Universal and things like that. Vegas, you know, with Chelsea and me and San Fran. So that's what the show is. It always goes all around, travels everywhere, but most importantly, we always talk about a movie. So is basically the tail end, so let's everyone says their goodbyes. Uh, just real quickly, this weekend I'll be going to the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. Nice. I'm super stoked for it. Um, it's like the biggest one. It started like last year, but it's in Ontario, California. And um, I got like, I, dude, I'm so excited for this. I, I, I have, I've had a list for about a month, just all the stuff that I'm looking for. Yeah. One of them is Gremlins 2 on NES. Oh, uh, I maybe I can game. review that um, on the next episode. Oh, that'd be but cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to that, and I'll probably talk about it uh, on the next episode. So. Yeah, and I'll I'll try to visit because, like I said, the weather's going to be all garbage this weekend. But I'll, I'm going to try to visit that Penny Arcade. If I if I go yeah if you do take some pictures because it's really cool you'll like it yeah I I'll take pictures and then I'll you know I'll talk about it to keep in theme with with Max's you know video game you know I could bring up about the old games and stuff like that so we could talk about this so so hopefully you know uh, we I I'm able to visit this and yeah so for sure Red Dawn next next episode and uh, yeah so all right uh, anything else Chelsea you got anything. Uh, just, I mean, just don't eat after midnight. That's all. There you go. <laughs> now, what if you're flying in an airplane and the time, <laughs> you know, it's, it's always midnight somewhere. <laughs> That's cool. I love their, their tower flashlights that they have that they sell. So <laughs> what was the building called? Was it TCI? Clamp, or? uh, clamp cable. No, no. Well, it? yeah, it's clamp. No. Network? I don't know. Clamp something network. So like, oh, it was like Clamp Corporate Network or something? It's CCN. CCN. And then that but guy was like the big, you know, honcho <laughs> of the whole building and stuff. John Glover. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love John Glover. I, I some for I, I'll just tell and I just want to add this that there was even when when after the, I for some reason I always hated that actor in the early days. And this is why. Because when I was a kid, they did like a Lifetime TV movie. And it was supposed to be on a, based on a true story where the the dad was like having... They were divorcing with the wife or something. I don't remember the full story. But I remember he took the son and they were supposed to go to Disneyland. And it was raining. So they couldn't go to Disneyland. The kid was all crying. They were like at a Denny's close by. And he's like, I want to go to Disneyland. He's like, no, no. And it was raining. And then at one point, they're in a hotel or something. And then he sets the room on fire. And he leaves the kid. He, he, he sets the kid on fire. 
but the kid survives you know he he's he's all you know obviously he's all burned up he was bad but he actually lives and it was based on a true story but as a child like i remember seeing him like oh that was so evil that as you know as a kid i believed he did that for real it's like he's i'm like and i didn't like him for the longest time until i realized I, i'm like oh it's acting <laughs> you know it's not real but for the longest time i used to hate him because of because of that's that movie i'm like what a jerk he set a kid on fire who wanted to go to disneyland he set a kid on fire he made poison ivy i mean come on the guy's oh, a jerk yeah he did make poison ivy. that's so stupid <laughs> that's true <laughs> i saw that movie the other day and i watched it oh, so garbage man all right, well, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. So, as always, this, you know, people who, who in reality, all three of us wouldn't even fit in the DeLorean because there's only room for two people. Oh, wait, no, but Jennifer. Okay, no, never mind. I could probably Photoshop all three of us in there because I'm like, there's only two seats, but. Yeah, and you got Einstein, so. Yeah, true. Einstein, but there's a back. There's a back seat. Do we have Einstein? We don't really have, like, a real-life Einstein, do we? We're taking applications for any Einsteins out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, so there you have it. I'm Santos. I'm Max. I'm Chelsea. And no, that, that that's not a way to end it. Because I'm like, what if I say that? And that's another, no. I was about to and do And that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's another episode. <laughs> Gremlins 2, we talked about it. So it's, I think it's that time when we get into the DeLorean and travel back to the future. Like us on social media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before we travel back to the future, yeah, make sure to follow us. Instagram, 88 Miles Power Podcast. Twitter, 88 MPH Pod. Uh, Facebook, 88 Miles Power Podcast. You know, download us, iTunes, subscribe, everything. Make sure to follow us. All right, now it's time to hit those... Uh, time circuits, <laughs> turn on the flux capacitor and travel back to the future. But before we go, I thought we would do Song of the Week. And because he mentioned it, uh, this song of the week, I had something else planned, but I'm going to switch it up. I'm like, let's just do from the album music from the masses for the masses. Sorry. Music for the masses. Depeche Mode's album from 1987. I had an 84 album pick, but this is going to be 87 because this is for Efren. He brought it up. So let's give him pleasure. Little treasure. Why not? Right. I mean, come on. He loved, he loved it. He loved that, that, the, the song. He said, that's the thing that he was taking pictures. Here's Freddie right away ran to the stage and fucking just immersed in the song. So this this song of the week dedicated to Efren, Pleasure Little Treasure, because he loved it. Well, song of the week. I mean, uh, that, that's it. We had fun reminiscing, going back to 1984, talking about gremlins, visiting old theaters, smelling that popcorn that you can get <laughs> at home. But I think it's time we hop into our DeLorean and travel back to the future.
Cameron January. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.